Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Oh. Talk to Neil. Call 567-0560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. All right. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Uh-huh. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's Friday, you bastards. Povich, wishing you a happy Hanukkah. Okay, it's 10.01. Well, we have to even it up, don't we? Every time we play a Goish or a Christmas thing, we got to do a, uh, a Jewish thing, don't we? Oi! 10.01 at 560 WQAM, your holiday station for uh, whatever this is. Huh? Are we the holiday station? No. Sure we are. Every day is a goddamn holiday here. It's a picnic. So anyway, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> this, this Sun Sentinel is just the best. You guys are the biggest assholes on the face of the earth. I don't know where to start with this thing. So let me just uh, put it off to the side for a minute before I get hyperventilating and too worked up about that thing. With those gambling ships, oh, my God, the evil slot machines will oh, destroy oh, mankind. Oh, Make no mistake about that. Seriously, I, I think we ought to take up a fund. Once we get our set of one thing done, then we'll take up another collection and use that money for psychiatric help for the editorial board at the Scum Sentinel and, of course, at the Herald, but they're beyond hope. Man, they got a line in their editorial today. And then in their own newspaper, they've got a story that totally debunks everything they write on the editorial page. But they must be pretty smart. They must not read their own newspaper. Maybe they're reading the New York Times or something like a real paper. Because it's just uh, amazing to me. Okay, our center one total, getting to that. We got, uh, I don't know what we have. Because we still have three stores, Kendall, Aventura, and Coconut Grove, that haven't reported in from borders from last week. Oh, and by the way, speaking of cinema, thanks to our good, close, personal friends, Scott and Laura Schwartz. Oh! Scott Schwartz, who I am embarrassed to say, now works in our uh, sales department. How do you like that? What a come down. This guy used to be the, was he the sales manager or the general manager at TMI? Sales manager. He was the salesman. First of all, he used to be on uh, GTR. Anybody remember GTR? No. Sure you do. GTR. Who were the abozos in the morning on GTR? Herman and McQueen. Herman and McQueen. There you go. Anybody seen them lately? No. Oh, that's right. They turned into Rick and Suds. Anyway, Herman and McQueen, they were like the real big in the market for about five minutes on GTR. That was the big, I mean gigantic. And then all of a sudden it became the coast. So Scott Schwartz kind of vanished out of there, and he wanted to be in the uh, sales manager for the classical music station, WTMI, for the snooty station. I mean, Love 94, that's snooty enough. But TMI, that's the real snooty station for people who are highbrows, much, much more intellectual than all the rest of us. They listen to Beethoven and uh, Brahms and uh, Bach and the crap like that, and Mozart and all those other faggots. So at any rate, uh, then evidently he had a parting of the ways with TMI, and of course Scott is a big hockey fan. And Scott's wife, Laura, used to be our uh, continuity person at uh, IOD. 
Anybody remember Laura? In fact, we ought to play that uh, thing in honor of her today. Yeah. Earl strikes his conversion, which I was thinking about that yesterday. Laura was a goy. I mean, she's been married to Scott so long now and had so many babies. By the way, see, that's the goyish element there. Jews don't have that many babies, okay? Two? Well, they do have only two. As far as I know. Seems for a while there that every time I'd see Laura at the hockey game, she was perpetually pregnant. Wasn't she? But I saw them the last game, and she looks great. She looks better than ever. Nice going, Laura. So at any rate, they were. Uh, she was our continuity person at the other station. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. Yeah, we, us too. And now Scott brings me a nice fat check for Center One this morning. He's only been working here for like a couple of days. And already he uh, comes up with a nice fat check. So I don't want to say that anybody else in our sales department might uh, help us out with the check. Have we seen a check from anybody else in sales so far? No. How about the sales manager? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So our Center One total is over 72 grand, and we got our uh, two, only two big fundraisers left tomorrow at Shell's in Pembroke Pines, right in front of the uh, Pembroke Lakes Mall on Pines Boulevard. That's 5 to 7 p.m. Before the hockey game, come on out, bring lots of cash, pick up your best in the old uh, T-shirts and CDs and cassettes, and uh, help us out. I want to get to 100 grand, or I'm going to be bitterly disappointed. And I told that to George this morning, and he said, uh, no, no chance. Well, that's what you said. You said it doesn't look really good. It's not too Actually, promising. I, uh, grabbed my gut and belly laughed for about five minutes. Yeah. And then uh, our final appearance will be at Borders and Plantation on Saturday, December 19, which is two weeks from tomorrow, from noon to two. Borders and Plantation, where there's one of those clerks behind the counter hates me like poison. Do I care about that? No. Of course not. We'll still be there. We'll still raise a lot of money. And maybe that'll uh, put us over the top. I don't know. Well, it's supposed to be now the holidays. It's Christmas. It's Hanukkah. And that guy that called a couple of days ago, he's right. We ought to be able to raise a hundred grand for anything with like falling off a log. If we really have anybody listening to the show, and we must have a lot of people listening to the show, and the reason I know that is no matter where I go, like yesterday, I went into strange territory. I ran to, did it did it pay off? No, no it did not. Looking for my goddamn Tyson season beef strips. I'm going to tell you, I am so pissed off at myself for opening up a mouth. And you're right, you warned me. You said, all you're going to have to do is talk about this on the air. I was so excited about these, I even brought the box in. I got it in my hand right now in the box, too. Tyson seasoned beef strips. Because people on the Atkins diet, I mean, man, you're just dying. You're just searching for something that you can eat. You walk into your supermarket, and you go up and down the aisles, and you'll check the uh, labels on the back, and everything is a carbohydrate feast. So if you're fat and or diabetic, which usually go hand in gland, I mean together, and you're looking for something low in carbs that really has some taste, and you finally discover something, and can I find it? No. I go into Albertsons yesterday, and lo and behold, the young man who's the cashier there at Albertsons, who cashes me out, he comes waddling over to me and shakes my hand. He's the guy that called yesterday and was talking about his uh, teacher at whatever school is a big fan of mine, and do I know him? And I said, no, but I'm uh, real grateful for that. He, uh, how do you like that? What are the odds in that? I've lived out in the uh, West Broward for like about 10 years now. That's the second or third time I've ever gone in that store. And here's the young guy who called here yesterday. And then there's like a dark-complected guy in there. Hey, uh, did you find the stuff you were looking for, Neil? Everybody and their brother listens to this show, but we can't raise 100 grand for charity. That, that's over a three-month period. If we were trying to do it in a week, I'd say, well, you know, it's uh, an impossible task. Best of Neil CDs, Volumes 1 and 2, the best ever in the history over the many years that we put those out. They're sitting in Borders for you waiting right now. 
or if you're too lazy to go to a Borders, which there are eight of them all over goddamn Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach, if you're too lazy for that, you can sit there and order it right off our website, neilrogers.com. You can order it right there on the Internet. Or you can pick up your instrument, your phone, and call center one, 954-563-3600. And order it on the phone. They'll whip it out to you. You'll have it in no time. Because these are supposed to be the holidays, and supposedly... Hi, this is Mari Povich, wishing you a happy Hanukkah. Everybody's buying gifts, and they're cutting loose with the cash, and the market's up 100 points. There are 80 points now. But at any rate, uh, you know, making a little bit of a comeback. So to make a long story short, I'm in uh, Albertsons yesterday looking for my Tyson seasoned beef strips. I'm going to tell you what a crappy store that is, by the way. I shouldn't have said that. That kid will get all bent out of shape. He works there. I, I don't care. It's a crappy store. It's a clean store. It's not a dirty store like... Uh, some of those other ones used to be that are no longer in business. No, it's clean, and it's big, and the store, too. But they don't even have the Tyson chicken strips. Now, maybe they did. Maybe my opening up a mouth has put a big run on those. But they definitely didn't have anything even remotely like the uh, seasoned beef strips I was looking for. And I walked out of there with a sour look on my puss, like, ah, crap. Not that it's that far out of the way. It's up there, Oakland and Knob Hill. But, I mean, it's uh, you know not a place I would ordinarily go. Then making matters even worse, I mean much, 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 much worse than that. Come to find out, I come in this morning, and remember the guy that called in yesterday toward the right at the end of the show? I picked him up cold. Looks like he's going to leave me cold. The guy that works for Costco and promised at 2 o'clock today was going to bring me in some of this stuff. Well, calls George, he called you this morning, was it? Calls George this morning to say, oh, bad news. Bad news, we don't have that stuff, but I got something else that uh, I think he'll like just as much. No, no. Oh. Pal, I don't want just any old meat, okay? I don't want your old meat. I want my Tyson. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of old meat out there, believe me. Just open the window and look outside. There's loads of old, oh, raunchy meat. <laughs> I want my Tyson's seasoned beef strips, goddammit. I feel like the jackass in Cuckoo's Nest now. I want my Tyson's beef strips. Nurse Ratchet? Can't find them. Never will find them again. And, I, you know, as much as I like them and as much as they were delicious, I'm not going to be driving to Miami Lakes. I'm not going to be driving to, uh, what was the other, Delray Beach, Pompano Beach. Fort Myers. Fort Myers, Naples, Aliquippa, Ishpeming, Michigan. Oh, it killed some good time, though, I'll tell you that. Ten minutes after ten at five sixty, WQM, your beef. Where's my meat? But critics agree. This collection of holiday songs may very well be the most moving and memorable of all time. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just what the ones I used to know. Yes, Candle Wax Music presents Elmer Fudd's Christmas Classics. And this 24-record set is truly incredible. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey. Oh, what fun you'll have hearing these timeless classics performed by America's most beloved hunter of wabbits. Rudolph the wet nose reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it was. Elmer Fudd's Christmas Classics, not available in stores. And when you receive your set in the mail, you'll know why. Hello, everybody. I sure hope you like my Christmas Classics. <laughs> so call toll-free 1-800-FUDD. Operators are standing by. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
1015 at 560 WQM. Why did I play Happy Birthday, you ask? Because Sunday, evidently, is not only George's birthday, but I think Fat Rich's guy's birthday on the same day as yours, I'm pretty sure, because every year I forget. Well, no, I just, I'm just not good at remembering things. I do remember my mother's birthday, a couple of others, and that's it. That's enough. So a happy birthday to George and Fat Rich and Tracy Neely and Rodney Baltimore. And uh, did they hire him back, by the way? I don't know. Maybe he'll call. Over there at Hot 105, did they get that all straightened out? Because otherwise they're going to be getting sued and uh -huh. stuff like that. So anyway, let's get to the important meat of the matter. Well, we already did get to the important meat. Let me just uh, take this quick call. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I solved your problem. Yes? Knob Hill and Cleary, win Dixie as much as you want. Knob Hill and Cleary. Yeah, you know where I'm talking about. Right I sure do. I sure do. The place where you can uh, get in, but you can't get out. That parking lot, right? It's not the best designed parking lot. You know, I, I bought a pack yesterday. It was okay. It, it's spicy and kind of, you know. And it's moist. It's not dry. It was okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not. not, a, I'm, not I'm not suggesting this is like a you know a ribeye at Ruth's Chris. I'm not suggesting that, but it, at least for novelty, it's something uh, edible. You know, you it, were talking, with virtually no carbs. You were talking yesterday about the airplane flying. And I was cracking up. I was flying back from Toronto Sunday night, and the, exactly the same thing happened. They're serving, they're serving the meal. The guy in front of me puts the seat back. The thing's in my stomach with the food, mm. right? hate that. I mean, it's a lousy, you know, two-and-a-half-hour flight. You can't sit with the seat up. Well, well, now, was this on Air Canada? Uh, American. Oh, on American. Yeah. Well, at least the food is good on American anyway. A little pasta with a little cheese. It wasn't good? Brownie. It wasn't good? Yeah, it was good. Food? Yeah, it was all right. Okay, well you're well, kind of... Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Americans got damn good food as airline food goes. I mean, everything is relative. I'm not suggesting these beef strips are like fish food. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't go calling me on Monday and say, "Oh, we scoured the whole town and went out and got some." And uh, what's the big deal? The big deal is that there, it's uh, like got almost no carbs in it, and it's not dry, and it's not bland. It's got some taste to it, and it's something different. And it's something that you you split the little bag open, you pop it in the microwave for three or four minutes, and then if you want to like add something into it, like cheese or vegetable, or whatever, and then you put that in, put it in for another minute, and you gotta you know something. And you can. The great part about this is there's nine ounces, so it's like a little over half a pound in the box. So like you can you could I could put, bring it in here, pop it in the microwave, and just eat it as a snack through the day. It's not like something you have to sit down and eat as a meal. It's something to pop in your bush to pacify you with no carbs. I'm, see, this is where Atkins blew it. I say, I've been saying this for years. The Atkins diet, as many of you know, is sensational. It works, and if you're diabetic, it's like a lifesaver. The only problem is number one, it's boring, and number two. You know, he went into the vitamin thing and all this other, and then those stupid cheesecakes, which, God almighty, Bob, forget the goddamn cheesecakes already. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. God. Seriously, how You know, I, I, first of all, I've never been a big cheesecake fan to begin with because cheesecake, even good cheesecake, is dry. It's almost like eating cardboard. It's like eating halava. I like halava, but how much halava could you really eat? You know, those of you who attend Jews out there, realistically, who know what halava is? It's, it's like eating sandpaper. It's dry. Personally, I put something in my mouth. I like it a little on the moist side. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. That's what I was afraid of. But uh, seriously, I mean, uh, who the hell wants to eat uh, cheesecake? It's dry. And it's real rich. And how much? And, and usually you go into a restaurant, they give you like a little tiny piece because it's so rich. It's like pecan pie. Now, I do love pecan pie. Talk about rich. But does anybody ever go and eat a big piece of pecan pie? No. Of course not. Unless you're out of your mind. 
because it is so rich that your body immediately, oh, it's like eating truffles, chocolate truffles, as my little dog discovered a year or so ago. You know, I mean, you can't only eat like 20 or 30. They're very, very rich, especially if they are like powdered truffles, you know, that, oh, my God. And, of course, the fact that when you eat more than a couple, your body starts, like, regurgitating, like, protesting. In fact, I'll tell you something. I know I'm allergic. What am I talking about here? I know I'm allergic to chocolate because usually if I eat chocolate of almost any kind, I'll start coughing in the beginning like, <coughs> like that because I'm allergic to it. Your body is telling you something. So don't be eating, like, half a pecan pie. You're going to wind up in intensive care. It's bad for you. So, all of it, so nobody wants cheesecake, but Dr. Atkins, you know, if you had just come up with a line of products, I mean, I suggested to him when I met him that time, we did that appearance at the Sawgrass, I said, gee, it would be great to have like a, a chain of Dr. Atkins restaurants with almost no carbs, with just a whole variety of meats and uh, different things. Wouldn't that have been a great idea? Uh -huh. Somebody could have made millions doing that. And unfortunately, I, all I did was talk about it. It's a great idea. So short of that, how about just a food, instead of just vitamins, which is fine, how about a food product line instead of just stupid goddamn cheesecake? Because the frustrating thing about the Atkins diet is you go into a store and you look on the labels and just carbohydrates and carbohydrates, and like I've been telling you for years now, they're killing us, including me. They are killing us. Carbohydrates are killing millions of us. Potato chips, you can't just eat only 500 of them. Pretzels, candy, addictive refined carbohydrates that stimulate your taste buds. And as soon as you start eating one or two, you become ravenous and you can eat like thousands. Like Mondo bread, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's right, Mondo bread. Loaded with sugar. Killing us. So if this guy was really a... See, he's a, he's a brilliant diet doctor, but as far as being a marketer or merchandiser, the worst. Have you ever seen that infomercial? Did you ever wind up seeing it? Oh, the worst infomercial, it makes you scream for Ron Popeil. It makes you, seriously, it makes you pray for the guy with the Gintu knives. Anything, but not the Dr. Atkins infomercial, the world's worst, most annoying. He's got some jappy bitch from, the, from New York. Come on, try the diet. It works. Come on, it's great. You'll be so skinny. It's worse than the ones with that uh, faggot from uh, Chips. What the hell is his name? I keep forgetting his name. I have a mental block on Eric Estrada. Oh, yeah, we make it right here in Miami, and people are trying it. Now we couldn't believe it. They're losing weight. Bio-crap. Yeah. Yeah, they got a new... <laughs> they got a new wonder drug. It's called Bio. Yeah. And people are losing weight. By the way, did you see that thing on Sly Stallone yesterday? You know, he claims that he's moving out of here because of the crime, but the real story is that he's pissed off that they wouldn't change the road and do this and do that, and he can't manipulate and control the people there. So uh, he's going to pick up his goodies and take his illiterate act someplace else. Well, pack your stale sandwich, Sly, okay, you illiterate dumbo. Duh. Yo, Adrian. Yeah, there you go. There's a guy made millions of dollars by being intentionally more illiterate than he really is, which, believe me, he's got a good head start. Yo, Adrian. What a jackass. And they make a big deal out of him here because it's such a goddamn boring place. So speaking of boring place, I, you know, this thing, and, and you know me, I hate cruise ships. I'm, I've been screaming about the cruise ship operators, about the Mickey Harrisons of the world, about the Bahamas and what a goddamn ripoff on a bunch of crap that place is. But the fact is, you should have your own choices. That's all. If I don't like a cruise ship, that doesn't mean I think they ought to go out of business or that the state ought to be raiding them or wasting taxpayer dollars to be involved in media uh, staged uh, uh, raids. 
Great column by Robert Steinbeck, by the way. In fact, too bad he's not still on the radio somewhere. I might actually listen to his show. His columns usually make a lot of sense. Nice going, Robert. High-stakes harassment is what he says, but I'll save that for last. Because the Sun Sentinel, and let me say it again. I know I keep harping on this every day of my life, but it, it needs to be said. We have two horse crap newspapers in this town. We don't have a real, we don't have anything that closely resembles a newspaper anywhere here in South Florida. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. It kind of like fits in like a rubber glove. It is so bush league. And I would, I would love to know. I'd like to be a fly on the wall in one of those orifices up there at the Herald of the Sun Sentinel and find out what the real story is, why they have this psychotic hysteria about the evils of casino gambling. You know, all these years, every time it gets on the ballot, these people start, like, peeing on themselves. They start you know, calling June Allison for cases and cases of the Penn's underwear because they can't control their, uh, their bodily functions. They get so psychotic at the prospect that there could be casino gambling here. And just having come back from Vegas for about the 5,000th time in my life and having had a great time and seeing all these other, seeing the place jam-packed with people. Driving around this morning here for crying out loud, and uh, not that I'm complaining, mind you, it was like a holiday. I don't know what the big deal was today, but I don't think there's, a, is, is there anybody here? No. It's already December the 4th. Are the snowbirds back? No. no is, is there, are there any tourists here? No. No. They're back. What? In my neck of the woods. Well, maybe in your neck of the woods, but not like usual. What I'm saying is that Las Vegas is jam-packed with people having a great time, being treated great, losing their ass, and still having a great time. And, you know, a few winners, like that old bag that won the $27 million at Palace Station three weeks ago. But down in this town, in this uh, neck of the woods, baby, oh, boy, the evils. And they got a lot. I'm going to read their editorial which is the worst editorial and the most stupid. The most, and then they got an article in their same newspaper, which if they would just read their own newspaper, shows you that the raid on the gambling ship was bogus. They had that hearing yesterday, which they're continuing today, by the way. They're probably at it again right now. And, and, and uh, bogus. These so-called investigators, after all these months of uh, cloak and dagger and bull crap and all the money that they wasted in time in the media stage, event, most of it is a bull crap, just concocted. Well, it might be this and it might be that, but it be, but yeah, right. But we do know one thing: it's evil. Ten twenty-six at five sixty WQAM. Where do you find Joe Rose, Jeff DeForest, and Steve Goldstein? The first team, right where you got it. Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Ten thirty at five sixty WQM. I can't believe this. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the phone thing. It says Don Yeager, one of the co-authors of Pros and Cons, is on the phone. How you doing, Don? Good, Neil. How are you? Great. I was reading because uh, you know I'm, I'm one of those people who read like two, three books at the same time. And well, so I picked up your book about a month ago, and I've been like reading it, uh, you know, piecemeal, chapter by chapter. And I was reading last night uh, Risky Business because I'm you know skipping around in the book. Uh huh. And reading about the Kansas City Chiefs and Tim Barnett and about how they never learned their lesson. And then, of course, after they got through with that episode... They, they picked moved... up Simmons. And... Right, exactly. They moved on to Wayne Simmons. And uh, it doesn't really seem to make any difference. No, and in fact, they've just bounced Wayne Simmons and sent him off to Buffalo. So, really? Yeah, after uh, the debacle a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw the Monday night game in which uh, against Denver, in which toward the end of the game, the Chiefs just completely lost control right. and they right. had five consecutive uh, uh, penalties for... Um, uh, that, that were just outrageous, and right. uh, Simmons was among them. And so the next morning they woke up, the president of the Chiefs woke up and said, you know what, we need to get rid of guys like this, and they cut him right hmm. there in the middle of the season. How's Tremaine Knack doing, by the way? 
Uh, well, my understanding is he he was uh, arrested again, right? Right. Yeah, and um, so I mean, you're in jail. The guy's just got no uh, guy's got no chance of uh, ever figuring it out, does he? I you know, it's interesting because uh, here, because I, I, this is a sports station, even though I don't do a sports show in these four hours, but I listen to these idiots that call on the sports shows, and you've got to really blame the public for this more than just the league or the owners or the teams. You've got to blame the public because they really, I don't think most of the so-called fans really care. In other well, words, as, lo as long as you're on our team and as long as you can help us win, we don't give a damn how many women you rape, how many people you murder, what you do, uh, we, we want to win. Neil, that is so true. I tell you, I, you know, I've, I've said all along that our that there are two groups that are probably uh, most responsible for this, and, and one is the public and the other is the media. I mean, you know, the fact that, that we don't do... Uh, I mean, some of these records were, were there for the for the asking, just nobody ever asked for them. So, right. you know, as, as sports reporters, um, you know, we choose only to cover that which happens in the field and what happens to these guys in their, in, off the field. You know, we have fallen into the league's belief that that doesn't matter, when in fact it does. I mean, I don't think we can hold these guys out as role models. And since since you wrote the book, I mean, uh, Lawrence Phillips, he already had his run here in Plantation, and then uh, you know he's long gone. He's been cut. And oh, Charles, Charles Jordan, he's vanished from the scene because uh, he had you know problems again. And these guys, it seems that most of them, I mean, there are exceptions, uh, but most of them just uh, never learn their lesson. They're just uh, obsessed with uh, raping women and abusing women, and uh, you know. I don't, and, and the shame of that is, it's all it's all fun and games while they're while they're in the whether in the NFL and there are people out there, you know, to cover up for them. And, and in fact, as you said, you know, when you're talented, there are people out there that will, in fact, do that. But the day that the, your, you know, your playing days are over, your habits don't end. And, you know, and suddenly the, that issue of becoming a dangerous society is a whole lot more real. Mm -hmm. um, no, I just, I, 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 I think the Mike Tyson thing is a classic example of the way the American public idolizes these goons. And, you know, here's a guy that went to prison for rape. Uh, there's no question that he was guilty. Uh, you know, chews, uh, tries to chew off a guy's ear. Uh, his, his behavior, he, here he had another scrape the other day. Just day after day you read about the things that he's doing, this aberrant behavior. He's, he's like one step away from an animal. I'm not sure in which direction. And yet if he were to come on and fight the bum of the month tonight, like at 8 o'clock tonight, there would be millions of guys that go out there and spend 50 bucks or 80 bucks or 100 bucks on pay-per-view to uh, subsidize it. You know, and, and the, the shame of that is that as long as we don't, as long as we're willing as fans to kind of just fall for that, um, none of them will ever learn a lesson. But there is an opportunity. I mean, we could we could do something. We could say something. And unfortunately, it just take it takes shows uh, like yours. It takes uh, you know books, magazines. It takes you know it's going to take some pressure from the other end to say, look, I think we'd like a higher standard. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be wouldn't be tough to create a higher standard at this stage. Right. Well, so what is the reaction to your book? I mean, it's been out for a while now. Is, is the league reacting formally in any way? Yeah, the league has. Well, for, uh, I do know, in fact, a Tampa a TV station did an interview the other day with uh, Tony Dungy um, from the Buccaneers mm -hmm. and uh, asked him for a comment. And Tony Dungy said, uh, for the first time on the air, that uh, the league has issued a mandate that they don't want this book discussed by any league personnel, any team personnel. So, uh, you know, that that to I me can't is imagine why. that's the highest form of compliment, I guess. But uh -huh. uh, uh, but, you know, in conversations I've had in places where I've been one-on-one -on -one with someone from the league on television or on radio, um, the thing that's going to come up is, you know, the league has said, they said openly to me, um, hey, we've got, we got the number one television package uh, in sports. Uh, stadiums have never been more full. You know, fan approvals never been higher. Mm -hmm. Clearly, they don't have a problem with it. We don't understand why you do. And uh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you trying to be? A troublemaker here? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, it's as if I committed these crimes. Right. You know. But you know, it starts. It starts. Well, I don't want to say it starts. It starts even before college. It starts in uh, elementary and high school with a lot of these kids uh, in the ghetto, wherever the hell it is. But but at the college level, the acceptance of this starts. Uh, I was reading the other day that of all the major universities, Nebraska's got the worst graduation rate of any of them. And of course, uh, Tom Osborne there for years was notorious as a gangster lover. But and they we called him Doctor Tom Osborne, so that always that made that, that right, that, right, that kind of intellectualized the whole thing. Yeah. And we had the same thing down here when Jimmy Johnson was at U of M, and we had the uh, the gangsters with the hurricanes with the camouflage outfits at the you know the Fiesta Bowl and all that other crap. And uh, you know, and and University of Miami has had a a, a constant ongoing succession of these embarrassments and uh, and people talk about they, they don't talk about those things all they talk about we had the Brian Blades episode down here and his agent you know comes along and says well uh, we don't have time to deal with the uh, law enforcement people because he's got to get up there to Seattle and run fast and jump high yeah I mean, what does that mean just just three or four weeks ago you had uh, Leonard Little of the um, of the St. Louis Rams right. getting drunk behind a car behind a, and killing behind a, a wheel car killing a woman mm -hmm. and having the head coach of the of the, of the uh, Rams uh, Dick Vermeil Say the next day, you know, we want to welcome, we want to welcome him back. He needs football, and football needs him. Yeah, but there's That's another, there's another great gangster lover that was Dick Vermeil. Oh, unbelievable! I tell you what, when I, and, and you know, my my impressions of so many people changed during the reporting of this book. Dick Vermeil being one of them. I mm -hmm. mean, when when uh, he embraced uh, Ryan Tucker, a one-time offensive lineman or a, a defensive lineman, excuse me for for the um, uh, for the Rams, who came from Texas Christian University. Uh, where while at TCU, he and four of his buddies, all who weighed 250 or more, uh, beat within an inch of their life, of, of his life, uh, a young man who weighed about 150 pounds. Um, That's really gutsy. And then, yeah, oh yeah, real, real big of them to do that outside of a bar. And when um, when he was drafted by the Rams, reporters asked for Meal, who was struggling with Lawrence Phillips at the time, you know, well, don't you, aren't you a little bit concerned about this guy's felony record here? You know, he's been a, he's charged with a felony with attempted murder. And Vermeil said, oh, that's a little overstretched. Bottom line is, uh, after looking at it, at least I know he can finish a fight. Right. Here, I, that's I think I can win a fight, right. I mean, yeah, I mean that, even, if, even if it's with three other guys and the guy that he's fighting weighs 150 pounds. That, that should turn the stomach of any... Yeah. Out but but, there. It, but Don, I don't think it does. I don't. I, I get very little response about it. They don't seem to care. In other words, as long as you can help us win. When when Jimmy Johnson signed Lawrence Phillips, you know, I was screaming on the ear. What kind of insanity is this? Look at this guy's record. This guy's a, a maniac. And uh, these people didn't care if he could. You know, if by some miracle he would have turned out to be a great running back, which he didn't. But if he would have, uh, they'd be uh, they'd love him. They'd be kissing his ass right now. They'd be talking about how he needed a fourth, second chance. It reminds me of the, you know, it, it all comes back to that O.J. syndrome, you know, this hero worship. If you're a jock, if you wear a jock strap, no matter what you do in your personal life, we don't care about that. You know, remember the, the freeway chase, I'm sure you do in L.A., oh, yeah. when you're all running up and down with a sign, go, O.J., go, 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 We don't care how many people you murdered and how you did it and why you did it. Uh, you're a hero. Yeah, well, I'm hoping, I, I really, you know, we say that, that people are, 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 you know, just don't care. I, I think that ultimately... Um, uh, I mean, maybe some diehard fans don't, but I think that, that most of the NFL's fan support is based upon uh, pretty decent people who, you know, if they start asking themselves, are these the jerseys we want to buy for our children? Are yeah. these the kind of people we? Right. I mean, I think most of them will say no, and I and I and but I think the key is that it, it just takes discussion of the subject and it takes information. I mean, you have to know these stories in order to be able to debate them, and um, for the first time now, we've really got that opportunity, and and I appreciate you. Um, 
you know, the kind words you said about the book. Oh, the you book know, is I've, sensational. I've, I've, got several, I've got several friends there in Miami who are right. avid listeners of yours who called me up and said, you won't believe Neil Rogers talking about your book. So I, In fact, I had planned, I'd marked it. I got it in my hand right now in the book, too, the uh, Chapter 3, Risky Business, which I um, did that first part about uh, Tim Barnett. I'm going to read that on the air today. Oh, that, is, uh, that right there will turn your stomach as well. Yeah. But thank you so much. Okay, thank you for the book because believe me, it's about time that people, uh, you know, stop glorifying goons and that they stop making role models for their kids out of guys who are uh, rapists and uh, murderers, even in some case. Neil, thank you for having me. Thanks a lot, Don. All right, buddy. Bye bye. Don Yeager writes for Sports Illustrated and is co-author of uh, Pros and Cons: The Criminals Who Play in the NFL. Jeff Benedict and Don Yeager. I, I, we must be psychic because uh, I uh, was reading it last night, flipping through, and I'm, I'm one of those people that a book like this that's not like a, a story but that relates to a whole bunch of different incidents. I like to skip around and read parts that I find interesting. And I was reading it last night and brought it in this morning with the intention of reading that, and then out of the blue, here he is. It is a great book, and some of you, you'll say, oh, my God, this is unbelievable, and the rest of you will say, we don't care, we want to win the game. 20 before 11 at 560 WQA. Friday, you bastard. Right. I'll be rolling with a trunk load in my 81 Buick. And if I have to bust the cap, I'll just say I didn't do it. And when I get to Crack City, I go to the third world and ask around the club on who be buying my girl. I'll be going to Crack City to the floating nightclubs. Yeah, I'll be going to Crack City and be stabbing my blood. When I be going to Crack City and unload my junk, I never go to Crack City without packing my gun. Yeah, do rock for every know that every now and then I sell some crack to a wife, dude. Crack City, here I be Some was buck on the intersection working for free food. Crack City, here I be Well, I be cruising by the bubble house with no windows. And be knocking on Moesha, she my favorite hoe. Oh, 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 yeah, me go to Crack City, and I'm going to sell my crack, but I'll be going to Crack City, you can count on that, I'll be going to Crack City, and blast my rap, I'll be going to Crack City, cause I'll be bad, yeah, to rock forever. Uh, I'm supposed to be a guitar, man. No, I need to talk about. You mean you can't play no guitar? I'm playing no guitar. Oh, fuck it. 1047 at 560 WQAM. So, anyway, I'll get back to the pros and cons book later, which is great, which you really uh, need. You know, if you're going to buy a book for somebody for the holidays, and you got somebody that's a sports fan, especially a football fan, go out and buy them that book because it is uh, it will be riveting. They'll sit there with their eyes glued to it, their eyeballs glued to it. 
But anyway, getting back to this great... Okay, let me get to the editorial first, because i got just tons of stuff here, and it's much too important to just to gloss over. The Sun Sentinel, the goody two-shoes, sanctimonious, holier-than-thou Sun Sentinel, editorializes this morning. Crackdown on gambling votes, a sure winner for state citizens. Oh! All right! Don't you feel better already about living in this state? No. Come on. Just the headline makes me feel un uplifted and, uh, like, uh, redeemed. It goes on to say, and I, I, there is a line in here I've got it circled. I'm going to tell you that it's just, I, I will wet my pants when I get to that line, I guarantee you. Florida voters have stated loud and clear at the ballot box that they don't want casino gambling in Florida. Attorney General Bob Butterworth and the sheriffs of Broward, Palm Beach, and Monroe counties have given a strong endorsement to voters' wishes by cracking down on casino votes they claim were violating Florida's gambling laws. They claim were. The crackdown on six gambling boats stocked from Key Largo to Riviera Beach took place Tuesday, culminating undercover operations that started in April. This is December, last time I checked. The surprise crackdown resulted in confiscation of equipment on two of the vessels. The four others are back in business. If the charges are proven, if the charges are proven, the operations could be subject to forfeiture of equipment and millions of dollars in fines. Under the law, the boats must be at least three miles offshore before they begin gambling operations. Undercover officers boarded the boats with electronic navigational equipment that uses satellites to pinpoint positions of vessels. According to an investigator from the Attorney General's office, the tracking equipment wasn't needed in some instances since the boats hadn't even cast off when the gambling began. Some of the boats also were permitting gambling on sports events that would take place days later, according to Butterworth. Under the law, patrons can only bet on sports contests that take place during the cruise. The gambling boats are a blight on Florida's waters. Unfortunately, the state is powerless to prevent their operation outside the three-mile limit. Inside the limit, law enforcement officials cannot ignore what goes on. Just as they wouldn't permit illegal bookmaking or casino operations in a strip shopping mall, they shouldn't permit them on gambling boats operating within the state's borders. Butterworth pointed out how foolish it is for boat operators to jeopardize their businesses by breaking Florida's gambling statutes. With a little patience, they would be operating entirely within the law. Patience, however, tends not to be a virtue of gamblers or gambling operators. Now here comes the line. Strap yourselves in tight. Okay, strap that seatbelt. Here we go. Here's the line from the Sun Sentinel editorial board. The majority of Floridians recognize casino gambling is a sucker's bet that all too often leads to gambling addiction, broken homes, and financial ruin. Oi! Squirt, 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 squirt. I told you I'd wet my pants. Squirt, squirt. Oi! 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 Let me read that one again because I've got it circled, jerk. The majority of Floridians recognize casino gambling is a sucker's bet that all too often leads to gambling addiction, Oi. broken homes, Oi. and financial ruin. Oh, my God. Right. The state doesn't need it, and it shouldn't permit boat operators to break the law that forbids it. End of editorial. From the sanctimonious, full-of-crap, hypocritical assholes who run your Sun Sentinel, which, by the way, is published by the ultra-conservative Chicago Tribune Corporation out of Chicago. What a, that this is the most idiotic editorial. This even tops the Herald editorial that I made mention of yesterday about how at least at the pair mutuals they they uh, they withdraw the money uh, lightly from your wallet as opposed to the, yeah exactly, as opposed to sucking it out of there like they do in the casino. You're lightly killed. Your your bankroll is lightly killed at the pair mutuals, but they just butcher you in the casinos. That's the Herald. Uh, that's their deal. <laughs>
But that editorial pales into insignificance compared to this swill, this garbage in print that appears in a major newspaper this morning. The majority of Floridians recognize this is why casinos are opening all across North America from California to Mexico to Canada to all kinds of states like Mississippi, why they're uh, helping the economies of places that were like on the uh, And forget about Atlantic City. Atlantic City, unfortunately, is an aberration. It was done all wrong. Before they ever let them put the first casino in there, they should have guaranteed that uh, a lot of the money, a lot of the profits that would have been reaped there would go back to rebuilding the city. Did they do that? No. no they did not, and they've suffered the consequences of it, and that's why Atlantic City is still a toilet. But that's the exception. Casino gambling is a sucker's bet that all too often leads to gambling addiction, broken homes, and financial ruin. Sounds like we're ready for prohibition again, right? Uh -huh. There you go. Casino gambling leads to gambling addiction. The permutuals, all of whom advertise in your goddamn newspaper, by the way, at the Sun Sentinel, they're okay. That's wonderful. Certain kinds of gambling are okay. They're fine. But casino gambling, especially those evil one-armed bandits, baby. Why do you think they call them bandits? Those slot machines. The goody two-shoes in this state, like I told you yesterday, they see a slot machine and they, like, drop loads in their pants. That's right. They start just dropping all over the place. As soon as they see a slot machine, because they know that the goddamn work of the devil is right there in front of their puss. Now, if these assholes who wrote this editorial would read their own goddamn newspaper, maybe they might have written something a little bit different, or maybe they might not have written any editorial until all the facts were in, which I realize is, uh, you know, asking a little bit too much. Because in the local section of the same newspaper on the same day this morning, Thursday, December the goddamn 4th, 1998, here is an article that says, Sun Cruz lobs volleys in state's case on gambling, territorial calculations of officer in question. Ah. Oh. Attorney General Bob Butterworth and Broward County Sheriff Ken Jenny may have fired the first volley, but Sun Cruz boat operator Constantino's Gus Bolas is intent on winning the naval war. On Thursday, Bullis and his company's attorneys launched a legal counterattack to the state's efforts to punish the Sun Cruz Casino operations for allegedly violating a state law forbidding gambling in territorial waters in Wild Import. The battle, which continues today before Broward Circuit Judge Leonard Stafford, clearly had state officials on the defensive. In a contentious hearing before a courtroom packed with more than 100 spectators, the millionaire developer and entrepreneur railed against Assistant State Attorney General Stephen A. LeClaire for actions Bull has said threatened his livelihood and those of his employees. On Tuesday, state officials raided the Sun Cruise 6 in Hollywood, taking $629,000 in cash and removing gambling equipment. In Key Largo, officials took 216,000 off the Sun Cruise One. They also took 6,900 from the Sun Cruise Two in Riviera until the boat. Uh, where is it? Riviera Beach. A boat Bullis subsequently moved to Hollywood. His only South Florida operation now up and running. If the state's charges are proven, the gambling operations could face millions of dollars in civil penalties and forfeitures. Bullis contends that would be disastrous for his businesses in Florida, where his companies run five casino operations and are partners in five others. Because he has an interest in all ten, the more than $60 million in bank loans he's obtained to run them will be at risk if the gambling equipment uh, seized on uh, Tuesday is not returned, he said. Over 500 families are in jeopardy of losing their jobs, Bullis said. All of the boats, all of them are going to close down within ten days. The biggest problem for the Attorney General's office may be the holes casino operators' attorneys punched in their case. Under cross-examination by Bullis attorneys, the state's witnesses did considerable backpedaling. 
David Sanders, a Fort Lauderdale police officer, was part of a month-long undercover investigation of six South Florida casino gambling ships, including Bullis's, said his calculations placing Bullis boats outside the three-mile territorial limit may be incorrect. Oh, my God. Might be wrong. Sanders testified that he relied on a $250 portable device to map the ship's locations with a global positioning system, but he admitted that the system has flaws and may be affected by radio and radar waves. Moreover, Sanders said his measurements were not corroborated by any other method. Also on Tuesday, a Broward Sheriff's officer, uh, Office deputy who worked undercover acknowledged that the state's allegation that illegal betting occurred at the docks ignored the company's position that the bets are not consummated until money actually exchanges hands in international waters. Bruce Zemet, Bullis' attorney, said that was a crucial piece of testimony. People had a belief that until money is paid, the bet wasn't complete, and the unequivocal testimony is that no money was paid until the vote is three miles out, Zemet said. The most embarrassing testimony for state authorities may have come from Joseph J. Mandarin, an economic crimes investigator for the Attorney General's office. Mandarin was also testifying that he observed bets being taken in territorial waters, admitted that his sworn testimony that one ship was not far out, let me say it again, that one ship was not out far enough was only speculation. He also said he has no idea how much, if any, of the money taken from the ships was the result of illegal activity. Sounds like lost rights again by James uh, Bovard, doesn't it? We're just coming in and grabbing all the cash. Mandarin conceded that he made no attempt to determine whether ship personnel were operating in good faith, that they were obeying the law based on their own equipment. I didn't need to, he said. End of article. Talk about nebulous at best, but it was good for us. Oh. That's what the editorial says. Even though it was based on, well, maybe, but a beep, but a boop, we don't know, but uh, it was great. 1057 at 560 WQAM. WQAM. So anyway, the same sanctimonious newspaper, by the way, whose editorial board is obviously a hell of a lot holier than all the rest of us, 
page 13, and keep in mind, this is all in the same newspaper today. The news story in the local section, the editorial on the editorial page, and on page 13C in the sports section, the very same people who tell us about casino gambling being a sucker's bet and that it leads to gambling addiction and broken homes and financial ruin. Goody two-shoes, holier than now. Here on page 13C on the back inside for the record page of the sports section, latest line. And here is the line on, let's see, NCAA football, MAC Conference Championship at Huntington, West Virginia, Marshall and Toledo. Then Saturday, Army, Navy, UCLA, Miami, Air Force and Brigham Young, and et cetera and so on. Then we got the NFL. Then we got college basketball. Then we got the National Hockey League. We got the Pizza Hut Classic, the Hawkeye Invitational, the Blue and Gold. They got the odds in every game that's ever been invented and some that the players haven't been born to play yet. Now let me ask you this question, you assholes at the Sun Sentinel, you hypocrites, you sanctimonious bastards, you Henry Hydes of newsprint. Let me ask you this. Why do you have these in here? Where are people, just like these people who call this radio station 20 hours a day, oh, who do you like in the, uh, you think eight and a half, uh, those people. Where are people going to bet on these sporting events? Can they bet on these sporting events legally anywhere here in the state of Florida? No. No, they cannot. They could bet on legally on those cruise ships, by the way, once they get outside the three-mile limit, but, of course, uh, we want to close those down because they're a blight and et cetera and so on. So why is it that the same newspaper that tells us about the evils of gambling and is so concerned that you're going to be losing your lunch money and about compulsive gamblers, just like compulsive drinkers and compulsive pot smokers, let's prohibit everything. Let's seize, just like lost rights in James Bovard, more seizure of property, seizure of money, even though we don't know how much of that money was allegedly illegally bet. Let's just go in here and grab up a half a million dollars or more in cash and put on a big circus for the media here on a project. God only knows how much money they spent on this project, which we now find out they've been working on since April of this year, and now it's uh, early December. And Robert Steinbeck, of all places in the Herald, thank God at least they've got the decency to print his column, since he's one of the few people on paper who ever makes any sense. And I'm not going to read his whole long column today. You read it. It's great. He says, Elliot Ness would have been proud of their tactics. He says, tongue-in-cheek. He said it was a marvelous exercise in overkill. And then at the end, after he talks about how prohibition with booze didn't work, he says, casinos should be legal too, but the fact that they aren't is no excuse for the state to harass legal businesses that make gambling available outside state territory. If the state has found minor violations, it should administer minor punishment and go find bigger fish to fry. Oh. Nice going, Robert Steinbeck in the Herald today. Thank God for him. Thank God for the fact that we got a handful of people in this town that have got the guts to stand up against the sanctimonious, hypocritical assholes like the Bobby Butterworths and Ken Jennings of the world. And these editorial boards at both our so-called newspapers in this town that are constantly giving us a big song and a dance, warning us against the evils of those one What are you people talking about? And one of the many times we had casino gambling on a ballot here, I'll never as long as I live forget that picture that the sanctimonious, righteous herald who would never lie to us, who would never uh, manipulate public opinion for their own fun and profit. <laughs> that picture of some deadbeat off of behind, off the way behind a casino somewhere in Vegas, out in the, uh, in the, the middle of the desert somewhere. Here's some drifter out there. Is he anywhere near the strip? No. Are we ever going to run into this guy? No. Are there any drifters, bums on the strip? No. I've never seen any. Anybody begging for money? Spare some change on the strip? No. No. But that was the best picture they could find to depict what Vegas is all about for the yahoos in this town who've never been there. 
some stumble bum out there in the middle of the desert somewhere who, uh, you know, loaned me $50, whatever that was all about. I mean, this is stuff out of the Stone Age, Virginia. This is stuff out of the Dark Ages. This is stuff out of the Prohibition uh, era. Gambling is evil. Casino gambling is evil. And the cruise ships, uh, they're illegal. And they're a blight on the waters. They're, well, how are they a blight on the waters? Well, what, what does that mean? They're awfully pretty out there. I mean, if a hurricane comes along and blows them all away anyway, we just found that out. So what's the problem? They're a blight on the, the waters out there. You know, you know all the trips that I take, and every time you fly into Florida, you're coming on in, and you look down there, there's some ships out there. It, it doesn't bother me. I don't care what they're doing on there. Are they gambling? Are they screwing? Are they uh, whatever they're doing? They're doing it, and maybe they're having a good time. Oh, that's the problem. Sorry. Maybe they're having a good time. That's where we run into real problems. That's right. They might be having a good time. Did anybody force them, coerce them to go out there? No. Did anybody promise them riches and fortunes? No. No. That's why they call it gambling. I hate to break the news to you people at the Sun Sentinel. That's why they call it gambling, which you ought to know since you've got the odds, the morning line odds on every sporting event in the history of the human race right there in your newspaper on page 13C today, just like the Herald has been doing for years while they scream and rail about the evils of gambling and talk a lot of caca that makes no sense whatsoever. And just like the article that I read yesterday, the state of Florida spends no money, no money to set up any regulations for these uh, operations on these cruise ships, none to protect the public. It's a lot easier just to go out there and stage a raid and bring the media in and put on a big circus sideshow than to set up any regulations and put any teeth into it. Because that would require a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of know-how, and maybe it would even actually somehow uh, acknowledge the fact that there is a casino industry which God forbid that we should do that in the state of Florida because we're hell-bent, we're obsessed. We don't care whether the whole state goes broke. As long as we don't ever have to have real casino gambling in the state, then the powers that be will be happy. That's the only thing that keeps them with a smile on their puss. We don't care about all those crime statistics, about all the FBI lists, which got, you know, uh, half a dozen cities in the state of Florida always up there in the top ten. We're not concerned about that. We're not concerned about the crappy education system. We're not concerned about any of the quality of life, the things that, that we're lacking here in the state. All we care about, as long as we can keep casinos out of here, then we got a great state. Oh. There you go. Anybody been to uh, Biloxi lately? <laughs> Ten minutes after 11 at 560 WQA. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. It's a stuffy and heart-stuffing terror. Who's that? The chilling story of a deaf woman, alone and afraid, and the killer she'll never hear coming. Why won't you leave me alone? Academy Award winner Molly Maitland stars in Hear No Evil, a thriller so frightening it'll keep Hello? you... So frightening it'll keep Is you... Is anybody out there? On the edge of Is your... What? A commercial. Huh? A commercial. Uh, a commercial. We're doing a commercial. I can't hear shut, you. Shut up. Shut up. Do I say my line now? No. Stop. Stop. I'm being stopped by a color. I can't hear. Come. Don't miss Miley Maitland in Hear No Evil. What you can't hear could kill you. And what she can't hear could screw up a really good commercial. Huh? It's 1115 at 560 WQM. I mean, this this whole thing is so pathetic, you know, and they keep writing this stuff, and there are all the uh, lemmings out there. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's bad stuff. You're right, yeah. Okay, whatever you say. So since I'm on a reading tier here, forget about these phones for a while, okay? I'm, I got, I'm got uh, stuff here today, okay? I'm loaded. Oh, by the way, thanks to the Julio that called uh, my store out there, my Publix at the uh, Sawgrass, and they're stocking up on my Tyson's uh, seasoned beef strips, and I sure hope they have lots and lots 
because I'm prepared to shell out the big bucks. I may take home cases. I may fill up my whole freezer section with that stuff. I may be eating tender, juicy meat all weekend long. I'll tell you that right now. Pros and cons, the criminals who play in the NFL by Jim Benedict and Don Yeager. It's in hardcover. It's in your bookstore right now. And as a little tease, a little enticement to interest you in this book, I'll read another couple of pages here, as I've been doing over the weeks. And Don Yeager, if you missed it, called us in early this morning uh, out of the blue because he's heard a lot of people uh, mention the fact that I've been talking positively about this book. It's not a good book. It's a great book. I mean, you keep talking about the president getting blowjobs a lot of you. How about all these uh, jocks, these dumb, uh, butcherous jocks that your kids are admiring? These are the role models for America. Is that what it's all about? Uh -huh. God. Uh. Risky Business, Chapter 3, page 22. On March 22, 1992, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tim Barnett was arrested for battery against his wife. Barnett appeared before Johnson County District Judge John Anderson III on June 25th and pleaded guilty to lesser charge of disorderly conduct. Anderson sentenced Barnett to 30 days in jail, but agreed to suspend the sentence if Barnett completed counseling and refrained from further violation of the law for a full year. Then on June 5, 1993, three weeks shy of completing his one-year probation term, Barnett was arrested again. This time, Barnett had assaulted his wife and threatened her with a Colt Python handgun. He was charged with making a terrorist threat and aggravated assault, both felonies, as well as one count of misdemeanor assault. In another plea bargain deal, Barnett pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault and battery. Judge Anderson, on October 27th, then revoked the suspension on Barnett's previous 30-day jail sentence and ordered the wide receiver to jail. But the Chiefs were in mid-season, and Anderson agreed to delay the imposition of the sentence until no later than January 4, 1994. Presumably, the Chiefs' season would be over by then, and Barnett's incarceration would not interfere with his career. There was one small problem. The Chiefs made the playoffs, and by the time January 4th arrived, the day Barnett was supposed to surrender himself into custody, the Chiefs were four days away from hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers in a second-round playoff game. Barnett was one of quarterback Joe Montana's primary receivers, and his presence in the lineup was crucial for the Chiefs to win the game. On the morning of January 4th, Barnett's attorney, William Grimshaw, petitioned Judge Anderson to further delay the imposition of Barnett's jail sentence until after the playoffs were concluded. Barnett's job with the Chiefs would be in jeopardy if he had to miss the playoffs Saturday, insisted Grimshaw. Anderson, whose patience was exhausted, rejected the request and ordered Barnett to jail effective immediately. I can't really justify treating you a whole lot different than I would treat anybody else just because you're a Kansas City Chiefs player, said Judge Anderson from the bench. Now am I supposed to just cross my fingers and hope this time it's going to stick and next time we're not going to have you in here for hurting somebody real bad? I don't feel comfortable with that. Hours after announcing the sentence, Judge Anderson suddenly took ill and left the courthouse. Meanwhile, Grimshaw filed a notice of appeal and moved for Barnett to be released on bond. Assistant District Attorney Melinda Whitman argued that the appeal should be denied, saying the two sides had previously agreed to sentencing terms and that the appeal would probably be withdrawn as soon as the season concluded. District Judge Pro Tem Robert Morris, sitting in Judge Anderson's place, said he was required to set the bond, which he did at $1,500. Grimshaw secured the bond, and Barnett was released. That's not right, Johnson County District Attorney Paul Morrison told the Kansas City Star shortly after Barnett's release. Mr. Barnett needs to be in there doing his time, not because he's a chief, but because he keeps breaking the law. Yet the chiefs were glad to have their criminally convicted receiver available for Saturday's game. Our understanding is that he's available to us for the rest of the season, Chiefs Director of Public Relations Bob Moore told the Kansas City Star. Having Barnett in football uniform rather than a jail uniform proved crucial to the Chiefs' success. 
with less than two minutes left in regulation and Kansas City trailing the Steelers by seven points, Joe Montana was orchestrating one of his trademark come-from-behind drives. Ultimately, Barnett was on the receiving end of Montana's game-tying touchdown pass, sending the game into overtime where the Chiefs went on to win. Barnett's spectacular reception sent sold-out Arrowhead Stadium into a frenzy. Oh! The following day, the Kansas City star dubbed Barnett the toast of the town. His clutch performance caused fans and sports writers to quickly forget that Barnett was a twice-convicted criminal who should have been in jail. The following week, Kansas City was eliminated from the playoffs. Barnett, meanwhile, remained free as he and his attorney continued his appeal. On June 24, 1994, with Barnett still free, Judge Anderson's expressed apprehension about Barnett hurting somebody real bad became a reality. That morning, Barnett, along with two friends, was staying at a hotel in Milwaukee. He was in town to attend a friend's wedding. At approximately 11 o'clock in the morning, Tanisha Warren, a 14-year-old housekeeper who was working in her first part-time job, knocked on the door to room 215. Although Barnett and his two friends were inside, they did not respond. Noticing the door was partly ajar, Warren called out housekeeping. Still hearing no response, she repeated, housekeeping. Convinced the room was vacant, Warren did as she had been trained, entered the room to clean it. To her surprise, she discovered the three men when she entered. Do you want any service? Warren asked nervously. Yeah, responded one of the men. Walking between the men who were positioned on their respective beds, Warren restocked the room with clean towels and drinking glasses before going in to clean the bathroom. Exiting the room after completing her duties, Warren was stopped by Barnett. Can I ask you a question? Uh, can I ask you a question? He asked. Yeah, she responded. What is your phone number? Barnett asked. Now keep in mind, she's 14 years old. Scared and not wanting to divulge her home phone number, Warren handed Barnett a Manchester Suites courtesy card, properly, or purposely misspelled her name on it, and wrote down an erroneous phone number. I didn't want to give him the right number, she would later testify in court. Barnett took the card from Warren. Can I ask you a question, he said again. Yes, she said, as Barnett took her hands and pulled her down toward the bed. Ain't nobody been in this, Barnett asked as he put his hands up Warren's housekeeping dress. Thinking that he was asking whether she had ever had sex before, Warren responded, no. Without warning, Barnett suddenly turned Warren's shoulders and forced her onto her back. He pulled up my dress, and then he started rubbing on my breasts, Warren later testified. He was asking me if it felt good. And then he started to rub on my vagina. I kept telling him to stop. I had took, taken my leg off the bed to get up, and he put my leg back up. Then he put the covers over me. He started licking my ear. He asked me a couple of times, did it feel good? Then he unbuttoned his pants, pulled them down to his knees, and started rubbing his penis against my vagina. He said he was going to put it in. Then he started rubbing on my breast again and was rubbing his penis against my vagina real fast, and then some of me started hurting. Warren made a futile attempt to push against Barnett's chest as she pleaded with him to stop, but she was no match for his strength. Finally, Barnett climbed off her and scurried into the bathroom. Warren noticed that her thighs were wet and her pants had, panties had semen on them. While Barnett was in the bathroom, she pulled down her dress, grabbed her caddy full of supplies, and ran out of the room to find her older sister, who also worked at the hotel. After reporting what happened, Warren was brought to the Women's Assessment Center where she was treated and samples of blood, pubic hairs, head hairs, and smears and swabs were taken. Her clothes were placed in plastic bags for evidence, and after confiding in her parents, Warren reported the incident to the Milwaukee police. In July, Milwaukee authorities charged Barnett with sexually assaulting a child under the age of 16, a felony carrying a possible 10-year state, uh, state prison sentence. The following day, the chiefs who were involved in training camp released Barnett. As with every decision we make, we thought it was in the best interest of our football team at this time, head coach Marty Schottenheimer told the press, although it was quite obvious Schottenheimer refused to confirm whether Barnett's release was a result of his arrest for sexually assaulting a minor. 
On June 12, 1995, a Milwaukee jury convicted Barnett, and he was later sentenced to serve three years in prison. On January 10, 1997, after being paroled from a Wisconsin state prison, Barnett returned to Kansas to serve 30-day jail sentence for the first assault on his wife back in 1992. By this point, his high-powered attorney had withdrawn from representing him, and the Chiefs and NFL teams were no longer interested in him. Attempts to reach Barnett were unsuccessful in the, uh, the book by the authors. One player, one teenage girl, one rape. It would seem enough to teach a team a lesson. It wasn't. In October of 1997, only two years after the Barnett debacle, the Chiefs again made a decision to employ a player with a formidable criminal history. In the quest for the best record in the AFC, the Chiefs made a blockbuster midseason trade for Wayne Simmons, starting linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Unbeknownst to fans in Kansas City, Simmons was at that moment being investigated for the alleged rape of a teenage girl. Oh! And then it goes on and on, the state of Georgia versus Wayne Simmons, with that story about his penis was here and uh, it was there, etc. and so on. These are the goons, not all of them, of course, but many, 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 many of them that your kids uh, look upon as role models, as heroes, that pay money to get their autographs, etc. and so on, buy T-shirts with their uniform numbers on them. These are the guys that some of you assholes out there justify making millions of dollars to play some stupid game who are functionally illiterate at best and totally illiterate goons and morons at worst. Great book, Pros and Cons, The Criminals Who Play in the NFL, Jeff Benedict and Don Yeager. Go out and get like uh, 20 or 30 copies right now, please. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Those are our numbers. It's 1125 at QAM. Friday, you bastard. Return to Santa. Return to Santa. I got a sweater from my grandma. It was pink and black. But don't worry, be happy. Was printed on the back. Oh! He wrote about it. Return to Santa. Just send me cash. Your tacky sweater gave me a rash. I got a fruitcake and some plaid pants. Hair clippers for my nose. Another bottle of Old Spice Boy, did I get hosed He rode upon the Return to Santa Who needs this junk? This year's Christmas Really stunk He rode upon the Return to Santa Don't mean to be rude What do you say he got screwed this Christmas? It's 1131 at 560 WQM. I'm you, is there a response here or what today? No. Wow, these people, I got them fired up. An hour and a half of screaming and carrying on, and uh, they're really worked up, aren't they? Are they worked up? No. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Okay, they're gone. Which leaves, 58 minutes, by the way, they waited on hold, and I got to them, and they left. That leaves one call on the board. Okay, let me try it this way, okay? Let me talk to some people in my care. Let me get the wastebasket out here. Hey, is there anybody in here? Anybody in here that might be interested in anything that I just said? Any comments coming out of here, huh? Is there any crawling object inside this wastebasket? Anybody in here care about what I just wasted my time puking my guts out about for an hour and a half? 
This is unbelievable. This, this is the ultimate week in my life, this week on these phones. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, it was so embarrassing and so depressing to me that I wasn't even going to mention it on the air. Yesterday, unbeknownst to me, Hank was, uh, for whatever reason, maybe he was doing a Jimmy Johnson interview, whatever. Maybe he was getting laid. I don't know. But Hank uh, didn't show up till 3, so they had the kids, the uh, three kids doing the show yesterday from 2 to 3, because I'm driving home listening, expecting to hear Hank, hoping to hear Hank, and instead I hear the three 10-year-old kids doing uh, a show. And they're talking the same usual. They're Canes and uh, UCLA, and they're the same crap. And 20 after 2, one of them uh, pronounces, oh, well, we better get to these phones, because, boy, they're lit up like a Christmas tree. We've got a full board of calls here. Let's... You know, and then, of course, it's the usual, the same sports nerds that you hear 20 hours a day. And after the exercise I went through here yesterday, obviously, in fact, every day this week, I'm going to go through again here today to get any response to anything I'm talking about. I'm thinking to myself, what, what is this all about? we got a whole more to calls here, okay? we got three five-year-old kids. I could, I could bring my little miniature pincher on here and have them do a sports show. We've got the mad dog, the uh, big dog, the little dog. Let's have the little teeny tiny dog doing a sports show. And the phones would like, uh, light up like a Christmas tree. Well, do you think Jimmy was respectful enough of that record? Same old tire like on a stuck record. And to people in this audience, it makes no difference what it is that I say. If I scream it, if I read it, if I yell it, if I pee it, if I, no matter what it is, man, you can't squeeze a response out of these people. It's, uh, it's like sucking blood out of a goddamn rock is what it is. Here's Boca. Hello. Yeah, if you hate it so much, why Yeah, okay, uh-huh. Like I said, I want to talk to people who have something to say. Not a song and a dance about me. Not if I do this, if I do that. I'm talking to people who have something to say. And like I've said a million times before, anybody who's listening to the show is doing so voluntarily and must be getting off on it, okay? So save it for a rainy day. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Okay. A hundred percent with you, man. Listen, uh, isn't Depot a former addict gambling? Meaning what? Meaning didn't he go to rehab for that? No, he did not. Okay, Dade County, wide open, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Every time they go on vacation on the morning show, they're in rehab, okay, pal? But evidently, you're too stupid enough to catch on. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How are you today? I, I, I'm in total shock. I'm in a total state of shock. We're going to put you on high blood pressure medicine. I'm already on high blood pressure medicine. <laughs> I just want, one thing I would I go on the cruises and some of these things though. Um, I just don't think they these places could attract you enough. I mean the the game the play the casinos are really small. Yeah. And the food's really crummy. Yeah, I agree. Stuff, you know what I mean? And I think if they made it more of a you know. But, but that's not entertainment the that's, that's, not, that's not the debate whether it's entertaining or not. Nobody's being forced to go on there. These are people who go on there voluntarily, and they 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 set up for months and months and months this big media staged event, and then they go on there and they 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 put their feet to the fire yesterday, and they have to admit that while they're really not sure if they were inside or outside the territorial waters, and no, there wasn't really any money exchanging hands until they were outside of it, and uh, the whole thing is bogus. Wasn't there an article in the paper saying that they were cheating in some way? The casinos were cheating the, so the customers somehow. Yeah, and where's the where's the beef? Where's the evidence of that? No, I'm not saying there's evidence in that, but I mean, you go there. You well, let me say it many, again. You don't, see, you don't see too many major winners going coming off of a boat. Yeah. So, so what is your point? Well, the point is, is, is I just think that they need somebody out there. I'm not saying police it, but something. They need to regulate it. Well, Correct, I talked exactly. about that yesterday. And the state of Florida doesn't regulate it. They have no regulations. Ex 
exactly. They're three miles off the coast, but still there's people that are going there. I think it needs to be more regulated, and that would probably make them a little bit more obviously exciting and more, you know, entertaining. No, no, we're, we're, not having, we're not having a debate here, sir, on whether it's exciting or entertaining. We're having a debate here on whether people should be on there raiding them and confiscating money, um, most of which they don't even know whether it was gambled legally or illegally. That's what we're debating here. Well, it's people's not... rights, which you don't seem to understand. We're not arguing, is it glitzy enough? Is it glamorous enough? Uh, you know something? I must not be getting my point across here. I've lost the fine art of communications. This guy don't even understand. I, for an hour and a half, I sat here reading and pontificating and screaming and puking and jumping up and down. And this guy's giving me a strong advance about how they can make it more attractive and more appealing and more glitzy. And We're not talking about what the cruise ships are like Las Vegas, for crying out loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ, cruise ships are for suckers. I, I agree with that. But the notion that casino gambling is for suckers, I mean, gambling is gambling. You go to the dog track, you go to the horse track, you go to the play the lottery. It's gambling. Getting out on the highway, getting into a car and driving on the roads in this state. This is gambling, okay? And it's something you do voluntarily. And if there are people with gambling problems, with addictive problems, then fine, take care of them. Just like people with drinking problems, with drug problems. And this guy wants to give me a song and dance about how we can glitz up the cruise ships. Here's a mobile in Juneau Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Boy, today must be call or not head day from some of the people I've been listening to. What do you mean today? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not from here. I, I used to live here, but I've listened to everyone's well. Uh, when I am down here, what I was going to talk about, <laughs> excuse me, um, uh, now I, I'm sure you don't listen to him, but uh, G. Gordon Liddy had the author of that book on pros and cons on his talk radio yeah. program, and it, it was very interesting, and he said when he compiled that book, that, I uh, just had him on this morning, Don Yeager. He was on here with me an hour ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just tuned on a little bit ago and picked it up. But it was interesting. He said that he could probably fill about five volumes. Right. And that only he took like the the worst worst case scenarios that just crime and just the the goofballs that are in the the NFL. But like Don, but like he said to me when I talked to him, and it's a very obvious now. There's very little response about this because as long as these guys can help your team win, the fans don't care. They don't care what you do, how many people you rape, how many people you murder. They don't care about any of that. As long as you're on the team and you can play well and help them win, that's all these idiots care about. Well, it's, a, it's a sad thing. It just shows what state of affairs that we as a group of human beings have come to. Well, not me. Well, I, I hope that I'm not either. All have right, a great, Neil, have a great day. Hang in there, buddy. Okay. I couldn't give a crap less about any of these glorified jocks. It's pathetic. It's very sad. Tragic. Even more tragic that there are so many people who care as if it's very important. Isn't it important? It must be. No. Oh, yes, it is. Very important stuff. Open line at date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. I, uh, I do have a life, and uh, I enjoy my life, but I really, really enjoy listening to your show. I think you have a lot of valid points, and the unfortunate thing is that we do live in a society where more than 50% of our people don't understand English. The other 50% don't talk English. Uh, they don't care what's going on. You're, I agree with you that if a basketball player can stuff a ball, they get more excited about that than these clowns who are killing their kids, and that maybe we ought to put a little gambling in town so that we could take money and... Uh, why spend it on all the people we have on death row? Why don't we just kill them? And I'm not for killing everyone. Okay, but, good. Uh, well, it's, uh, too bad. <laughs> he touched all the bases. Let's hear it. Oh! 
There you go. We gotta educate the public. We gotta have a little bit of casino gambling. We gotta kill all the people right away who are on death row, and then oh! everything will be a picnic. All right, you bring the ants. In fact, I think we got plenty of men here already. I think some of the ants ran out of space over in the other building, and they're like moving over here. George tells me we got like insects in here. I mean, why should they be the only roach-infested, bug-infested, huh? Why the hell can't we join in? I guess we are. Boy, I'll tell you, the responses we're getting are spectacular. Thank you so much for reinforcing my faith in humanity. 20 till noon at 560 WQAM, your goofball station for the 90s. I'll tell you, I'm sitting here right now enjoying a real great cigar from Nix. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to calm myself down. Put a big round one in my puss, sit back, put my feet up on a table, fall on the floor, and just have a big smile on my puss. Because Nix makes the best cigars in the universe. Nix is the largest manufacturer of premium hand-rolled cigars in the U.S. In fact, when you go down to Nix, just ask them for a little bit of a tour. They'll give you a no-nonsense uh, no guided tour of the whole joint. They'll take you in the back where all those uh, seed pickers are back there, rolling the cigars. And then they'll take you in the cooling rooms and the drying-out rooms and all the neat places they have. And show you really all the work and care that goes into making each and every one of these great cigars, which is why they taste so great for you and why they're also so highly rated by Cigar Aficionado Magazine and Cigar Insider Magazine, the experts who know great cigars the best. So if you want super premium cigars at affordable prices, this is the place for you. Nick Cigars, you'll find them at 7111 West Flagler, just a mile east off your uh, Flagler Street exit of the Palmetto Expressway. Call them at 305-266-9907. And don't forget, if you can't get down to Nick's during the week, for your convenience, they're open tomorrow and every Saturday, 11 a.m. until 4 in the p.m. Stick something on in your bus. Get your sticks at Nick's. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yeah, God. It's 11.45 at 5.60 WQAM. We have one open line in Dade, one in Broward for your perusal. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Naples. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Until about uh, 20 minutes ago, I used to be, and I emphasize, used to be a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. I think it's uh, negligence on the behalf of the, the owners. But I'm not so busy, that, that they would allow their employees to, uh, you know, conduct this way. Yeah. It, uh, well, they they don't care. In other words, if he could, if uh, Barnett could, you know, make a contribution in the playoffs, they needed him desperately, and it turned out he did. They didn't care about how many, how long his criminal record was, and how what he was doing. They didn't give a crap. Well, I mean, you take this situation, and put it into the everyday workplace. Someone, you know, just a normal job. Would this person have their? Uh, would they be employed after, you know, having to deal with this much court? No. Exactly. That's, you know, we, we put them outside of the uh, normal brown right. and of... Uh, and you notice the one common theme that runs, that recurrent among these jocks is that, uh, you know, women are there to be abused and used and uh, yeah. they're, they're like a play toy. And if they don't cooperate, you beat the crap out of them and then uh, hope that they'll come back and you can do it all over again. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's, it's a cycle of being fed by the, uh, the fans, the owners, and uh, 
that we're reinforcing this, you know, that it's okay to behave this way. And until, and we're the ones who will, you know, ultimately decide whether it, you know, continues. You know, if we, uh, we keep condoning it, then why are they have no reason to stop? Yeah. Well, you guess what? The world is still spinning and there's no basketball season. Hey, going. I love I it. Like that. I'm not, not great? missing it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, pal. Thank you. Have a great day. Two open lines in date, 5670560, Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. They'll have to find some other freak show. Maybe the circus will come to town. All those seven-foot-two guys, they'll have to find some other circus to work in, it looks like, because there ain't going to be no NBA season. It's very unlikely, okay? And somehow the world is still spinning around. Oh! We're still breathing the fresh air. Oh! What's left of it? Here's a mobile in Lighthouse Point. Hello. Hey, good morning, man. Yes, sir. Uh, I heard you talking earlier about the uh, Sun Cruise Casino thing and what a debauchery that was. And the same sanctimonious newspaper is not too far to the right to accept their advertising dollars. Right. Page 2C of the sports page today has today. a giant... Today. see, An ad for Sun Cruise Casino. Oh, my God. A gigantic eighth of a page ad, no less. That's correct. Let's and play Las Vegas action. More winners. Sun Cruise Casino. Get a winning Got a winning system. A lucky charm. There's no better place to try it out. December 7th. Join us for Canadian Night, the holiday slot tournament, et cetera, and so on. Here's the phone number, et cetera, and so on. Isn't that amazing? Tear them down, and, but give us your advertising dollars. We'll, we'll take your money, even though we think that uh, you're disgusting and grotesque and that it's a sucker bet, but we'll take your money, and we'll put the odds on everything it's illegal to bet on on page 13C. Absolutely correct. Thanks for the good news. Take care. How do you like that? I hadn't even seen that because who the hell looks at the ads in a newspaper? You get lost in there. This this is what you're dealing with, baby. We'll take your money. We'll put your ad in the newspaper. But then we'll write an editorial about how evil you are and about the activities that are going on, what a blight your ships are on the uh, Florida waters out there. Oh, God, what I would give for a real newspaper in this town, for some people with some cajones, with some smarts, with some balls, with some consistency, who are worried about really important things and now not about trying to uh, moralize for the entire community. Oh, this, that line, I, I just keep looking at it and looking at it, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. The majority of Floridians recognize casino gambling as a sucker's bet that all too often leads to gambling addiction, broken homes, and financial ruin. God, I mean, this sounds like uh, what's her name? What was her name with the uh, prohibition thing? The crazy woman with the uh, breaking her bottle over people's head. That' what it sounds like to me all over again. Same old crap from uh, from the dark ages, from the Stone Age, Carrie Nation. Jesus Christ Almighty! What what kind? What do we got? Is Reverend Kennedy running the Sunset Editorial Board now? Uh -huh. Is that what it is? Another sanctimonious hypocrite. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Yes, hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Right. Calling from work. Um, I was just wanting to comment on the football and the gambling. I right. Think the gambling thing is just a big media circus. I mean, Channel 7 just gets off on anything that is just anything that will get ratings. Mm -hmm. And for the sports thing, I totally agree with you about parents having their kids idolizing these guys who are nothing but bad guys. Right. And that shows where the values of parents are, you know. Maybe <laughs> they just don't have any. Yeah, maybe that's it. Okay. Okay. Have a good day. Two open lines in date, 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 
Yeah, Bubba's up there. He has to go through a whole grilling that never seems to stop because he got some blowjobs from a uh, young lady who was there specifically for that intent and for that purpose and opening up a big push to, to tell everybody in, in uh, earshot that she could about it. And then uh, they both lied and tried to cover it up just like anybody else does when they have an illicit affair. And that's why we have to drag the whole country through $70 million worth of bullcrap. But when these athletes, when these illiterate athletes get out there on the field on uh, Sunday or whatever they're getting out there, hey, man, all right, let's go out there and subsidize it, baby, and the sky's the limit. Bobby Cox, he beat his wife. How many, you know, this is a common recurrence. If you're a jock, you can beat the crap out of your woman. I guess, I guess that must be an unwritten law. I haven't seen that anywhere in the Constitution, but in the sports constitution of America, if you're in the part of the jockocracy, if you wear a jock strap or you hang around guys who do wear them, then uh, it's okay to beat up your women, okay? Your women. Here's a mobile in uh, Venice. Hello. Hey, I'm calling from Venice. Yes, sir. Venice, listening to you out of Fort Myers, and you would think the goddamn Beasleys would be would have an 800 number, so you could pick up some of the callers out of Fort Myers, but we got a long <laughs> yeah. distance. Cheap bastards, man. Jeez. Real cheap. Hey, I was uh, calling um, about this NFL thing. What's worse about, you know, these guys beating hell out of their wives and everything else and getting to play football is that the owners, management, and everything else would hide it um, if they could get away with it. Right. Of course. People. And of that's course. the sucky thing about it. Well, you heard what he said, but uh, if you were listening, when Don Yeager called in, he said that the uh, mandate has come down, that nobody, none of the owners or officials, anybody associated with the teams is supposed to discuss or respond to any of the allegations in this book. They, they just want to stick it under the carpet and bear it. And you know that the networks, like CBS, which has invested a billion dollars now to get the rights to football back again, and Fox, they're not going to talk about any of this because no, they've got this vested interest. They're not going to shoot themselves in the feet. They've got to make their money bad. back. It's a damn dollar bill, and it—I tell you—it's—it's it's disappointing, you know, because like I was watching the Cowboys game, and um, and that's all I could think about, and and it just—it took away from the game, and I was, and I just shook my head, and just like this basketball thing, I don't care if it ever comes back, right. based on, based on the almighty dollar. And what can we get everybody for? And, and Patrick Ewan, who's making 18 million a year, says he's real concerned because he's got to put bread on the table for his family. Yeah, I really care. Yeah. I really care. Well, listen, I'm worried about where the next meal is coming from. I wish you guys would get an 800 number. I think you'd get a lot more callers out of Fort Myers. Well, I'm, I'm sure we would, and I've well. suggested that to them. And as soon as I say that, Greg Reed runs like uh, somebody lit a fire under his ass. Well, tell him, you know, I'm in Naples, which is 60 miles north. Right. I mean, I'm in Venice, 60 miles north of Fort Myers, right. and I got a great signal. So you should be getting more money because you're coming up here, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have a great day. Right, I'll do. see you in Venezia. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560. I'll see you in the gondola with Foster Hewitt. 5670560 in Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. God forbid that we should talk about these things on this station, because this, after all, is a sports jock uh, worship, worship all that bullcrap radio station. And just like we said, we could put little barking dogs and monkeys on the air for like an hour, and people would be calling, hey, what's the morning line on that uh, Kansas City game? This way? Oh, God. You think that's Fred? You think that uh, Syracuse is going to butch up against Temple? I think some of you guys need to go to Temple is what I think. Get on your knees. Here's Plantation. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. The, the most upsetting part about that article to me is the fact that they said that the the voting population of uh, Florida doesn't want casino gambling. I don't remember being brought to a vote in 12 years or 11 or 10, 10 or 11 years, I think it was. And then... Well, I think it's less than that, wasn't it? I don't think so. 
but I might be mistaken. But I either way, I do remember ads that I'm pretty sure that the cruise ships and the paramutuals put together. And the Bahamas and Tristia. Right. That that I remember one ad in particular was, look what uh, gambling did to Atlantic City. And they showed some really down-depressed neighborhoods in Atlantic City. Right. As if the casinos brought in that. Those neighborhoods were there for 40 years. Right. Atlantic City is perfect for these bastards down here because it's a toilet, and uh, that's the one example of real fine casinos in this country that still is a toilet. And so they keep pointing to Atlantic City over and over and over again, but, but, as if this town is in the kind of shape that Atlantic City was. But they they saying that they brought in that neighborhood the casinos. Right. Those neighborhoods were there for years and right. years. And yes, they didn't fix them up, but that's the governor's fault. Mm -hmm. uh, let that bitch. Uh, spend some money in Atlantic City, but no, she's too busy filling her pockets and all her other friends. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. Everybody know Bob Butterworth is a jerk. Uh, uh, this is just terrible. Uh, keep giving them hell. Welcome to Florida. Yeah. Okay, see ya. See you in Paramus. Yeah, same old crap, same old tired faces, the Bobby Butterworths and the uh, you know Ken Jennys, same old tired retreads, the Ileana Gross Leightonins, all these super moralists, oh, communista, communista, maricon, maricon, yeah, same old crap. Xavier Suarez, illegal signatures on petitions, absentee ballots defrauded, dead people voting, nobody cares. Hey, at least you get used to it, though, you know, because it's one thing about consistency. It kind of like, uh, you know, fits in like a rubber glove. Four minutes before noon at 560 WQM. Here's a... Come on in and lay down on my couch. Every so often, an artist comes along that captures in song the true spirit of Christmas. Now that hallowed tradition lives on. Because here he comes, the hardest working man in snow business, the godfather of Noel, Mr. James Brown. Holy master. On his comb, yup, on his back. <laughs> See the bed, Jim, and it's time. It's Christmas time, y'all. Let's go, why? Yes, let's go. A James Brown yeah. Christmas star. Come on. But you record set that puts the soul in your white Christmas. Christmas time. And you better watch out. <laughs> better not try them. <laughs> Telling you why, yeah. Santa's got a brand new bag. Why be good for Christmas when you can be bad? Start rocking your stocking with a James Brown Christmas. Pack the hearing in your thing. Tell it to that new bone king. <laughs> I feel broke. 1202, well, if you'd stop gambling. 1202 at 560 WQM. You know, it seems to me the editorial board of the newspaper, aren't they supposed to, like, set the trend, even though they're separate from the uh, commercial pages and the other uh, parts of the paper, aren't they supposed to set the trend and the tone for what a newspaper stands for and is all about, it would seem to me? Uh -huh. Isn't that what it's all about? Well, it's interesting in the same sports section, and this is not unusual because I've mentioned this many times before, but the same newspaper that editorializes over their goody-two-shoes attitude about the cruise ships, uh, they do have an ad for the Sun Cruise Casino, as the guy pointed out on page 2C, a big, very prominent ad. And... On page 12C is uh, newspapers all across America. See, the reason they put these ads in because guys like getting laid and they like to gamble in that order. 
And here you are, a half a page on page 12C, Park Avenue Female Escorts, Alexandra's Escort Service, Young and Beautiful. Uh, $20 discount on credit cards, by the way, from Alexandra's. Southern Comfort, Private Suites, Friendly Staff, Joan Powell Escorts, Escorts, All Perfect Ten, Adorable Models and Escorts, Porky's Christmas Party, Heather Hooters, Fort Lauderdale's Home of Sophisticated Adult Entertainment, the best friction in town. All right. Oh. Lunch on us at Pure Platinum, Scarlet's, Tootsie's, Goldfinger, Ginger Lynn, Tees Lounge, Treasure Island Inc., Diamond Dolls, on and on and on and on, Escorts, Bachelor Parties, Models, Hookers, Whores, etc. See, they don't give a crap whose money they take. They don't care about it because they don't have it. They're a bunch of, like I told you, sanctimonious hypocrites. I'd sure love to see the, uh, you know, the skeletons rattling around in the closets of those people, those assholes who sit on the editorial board of the Sun Sentinel. I just love to see those skeletons, baby. Probably fill up the whole New York Museum of Natural History with them. But ca casino gambling, the majority of Floridians have already discovered it's a sucker bed and all too often leads to gambling addiction, broken homes, and financial ruin. Just look at Nevada out there, man. There is poor schleppers like lying in the streets. They're under overpasses. Oh, that's here? Here's a lady in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hi, is this Neil? Yes, ma'am. Oh, goodness. I work over at Digital World. And my boss has turned me into a total mealy. Great. Okay. Um, I was wondering if by chance you could make put on a learning with to spell with Darnell. Okay. I haven't heard that one yet. Okay, you got it. Thank you. See ya. Bye. What? What am I missing? Oh, they're the people that gave us the uh, satellite station receiver. Oh, I didn't hear what she said. She works at what world? Digital world. Oh, digital world. I didn't hear what she said. I thought she said uh, something. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560 and Pound 560. We love our friends at Digital World. They gave us our satellite dish so that we can watch uh, this goofball now investigating the president on CNN right now as I speak. How's that market doing? We better not be losing those gains we had earlier in the day. 124 up. Let's hear it. Oh. NASDAQ up 33. That's like 165 Dow points. Oh. All right, it's about time. We got a little bit back from uh, the rest of the week, okay? Speaking of gambling, see, that that's another thing. I don't care what anybody gives me a song and a dance, any pseudo-intellectuals. I have never read an article in either newspaper, the Sun Sentinel or the Miami Herald, about the evils of Wall Street gambling. Have you ever read such an article? No. Oh, and you never will. And I don't care. You can call it investing. You can call it uh, whatever you want to call it. Guess what? There's only one word for it, as I've well discovered these last couple of years. It is gambling. It's gambling without the fun. You go to the track, you go to a casino, you gamble, you have some fun. Maybe it's frustrating, maybe it's exhilarating, maybe it's exciting, maybe it's boring, but at least you have a little bit of fun along the way. Wall Street, all you can do is sit back, you're helpless, you're hopeless. All the experts, you talk to ten experts, five of them tell you one thing, five tell you something else, and all ten of them usually are full of crap. Gambling. But, of course, we know nobody ever goes broke because they uh, put all their money into stocks. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever loses millions and millions and millions of dollars in uh, <laughs> the stock market, right? And nobody gets addicted like those people that are sitting there, quit their jobs, and they're sitting uh, uh, gambling online all day, investing in the market. You've seen that, I'm sure. They quit their jobs, and they sit around, and what they do is they invest all day, and they're gambling online. They're gambling on Wall Street. <laughs> that's, that's not gambling. When's the editorial coming in our newspapers about the evils of Wall Street, huh? Here's Biscayne Gardens. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. my thunder, because I was just going to say, isn't stock market a little gambling, <laughs> in other words? But you're uh -huh. missing the, the whole point. And what is that? 
of the casino ships. They're registered in foreign ports, so they're not making any money over here. That's why they raided it. Yeah. That, that's the whole problem. Well, that's one good way to suck the money off the ship anyway. That's you, right. You know, that's why they did what... Can we do the same thing when they do a follow-up investigation or they, they somebody takes money from government funds? Can we go in there and shut them down and close down their offices? Close down whose offices? Uh, the gover governmental offices. No. We can't do that, can we? No, but I'll, I'll visit you like on alternate Fridays. We have an open line in uh, Broward, Brow uh, Dave, wherever the hell that line is. I don't know where these lines are. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I mean, I don't care if we get a tremendous response. If we don't get any response, the fact is that anybody with a brain is just nauseated and revolted at just another display, another media hype job for public consumption about uh, what a goody-two-shoes bunch of uh, politicians we got up there in Tallahassee and in the Broward County Sheriff's Department. We already knew that. You don't have to go out of your way. We already know that, that everything is evil and illegal and should be prohibited and we should be repressed and repressed and kiss the ground and thank you for doing it to us. We understand that. We have many, many years of learning that, living in this Neanderthal goddamn backwater state. We understand that. Even a goddamn uh, wildlife is uh, repressed in this state. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Miami, yes, sir. Um, just a point uh, uh, regarding this Butterworth thing. A few months ago, Carl uh, reading in the newspaper, uh, there was a girl that went to Gulliver Academy here in Miami who was handicapped, and uh, they asked her to leave the school because uh, her needs were more than the school could uh, provide for this young lady. She needed help going to the bathroom. She needed help work, uh, walking, and uh, her mother basically uh, misrepresented um, how bad, how badly handicapped this girl was when she applied. And Bob Butterworth got all over this thing, and so did the newspaper, and they made a big deal out of it. And they were putting the school down. Uh, and it was a horrible thing to watch. Uh, the school has done wonderful things for a lot of people down through the years. So it's just another thing to make it nauseous over. Okay, well, at least he's consistent anyway. He may not be good, but at least he's consistent. And you know what do we say about Bob Butterworth? Let's all say it together. He's an asshole. Always has been, always will, will be. Former uh, Sheriff Butterworth from Broward County. One great thing about Broward County, you know, we got Sheriff Nick that we used to have. We've sure had a great long line of, <laughs> oh, yeah, prestigious uh, sheriffs in Broward County. We really know their stuff. Just ask my good friend over there at the, uh, at the market, the uh, flea market, Preston and his hen. Nine minutes afternoon at 560 WQAM. Stolen board bits, house from our assholes. Sportsback Radio WQAM. I'm seething like a white Christian. A path of Jews and gay homos. How I'd love to bury those bright-killing fairies who don't know the Bible like I know. I'm sleeping. Like a white Christian. 
And how we all must think and act alike and not to think whenever it's appropriate. Yes, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody in the world was white and Christian and looked the same and okay. the same things? Boring? I don't think so. No, to me, that would be paradise and the Republican way. Like a wise Christian And how we all must think alike All the gays, black and yet love Must die Until everybody's Christian And what? Yahoo's right. 1216, that's the word, Yahoo. They're doing pretty good, by the way, on the uh, stock market. Oh, don't talk about that again. It's gambling. Speaking of that, I keep looking at the headline on this editorial in your Scum Sentinel this morning. Crackdown on gambling votes, a sure winner for state citizens, as if something really fantastic has been accomplished. And then you look at the other article in the same newspaper in another section, territorial calculations of officer in question, and they're having another hearing that's going on right now as I speak. Uh, so obviously the whole thing is vague and ambiguous and up in the air as far as whether uh, they really were in violation of the law, but a sure winner for state citizens. Not because they were in the right, not because they confiscated money that was necessarily being uh, gambled illegally. We don't know. Do we know? I don't know. Exactly. But because it was an att- at least an attempted crackdown on something that's evil and disgusting and has got to stop right now. No. Yes, it does. Now. Oh! Because they are fired up and pissed off at the scum sentinel about you bastards that want to gamble your uh, lunch money away. And they're going to come to your house and hold you right by the hand and prevent you from doing damage to yourself. Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello. Mobile in Margate. Ah, hi, Neil. First time caller, long time listener. Yes, sir. I'm almost out of battery power here. Um, great show today. I was just calling to let you know that I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm not a gambler. But this state has all of its priorities mixed up. Yeah. About two years ago, I was up in Tallahassee. I had a medical exam done in a hospital. And overpriced, double-billed for things, things I was able to prove, able to document. I have family who are doctors and nurses in other states around the country. Right. Hospitals in Tallahassee are charging more for tests than what a hospital in Manhattan, New York, would charge, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be more expensive. I contacted the attorney general's office, the uh, insurance commission's office, papers. This is around the time all the Columbia investigations were taking place. Nobody wanted to listen because I was a one little citizen not being backed by the federal government and its budget. And they said, send us uh, documentation where this, where this double billing was taking place. I did so. They would send a letter to the hospital, and the hospitals would reply back, oh, uh, we checked the records, there was no double billing. And they would accept those answers. Oh, yeah, they sure. Did. The agencies which are out to protect us mm-hmm. are protecting the hospitals, right. and they're getting away with it. And the state is a laughing stock, which is the reason why most of the Columbia investigations were taking place in Florida, because they can get away with it down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Okay. Wanted Good. to add it. Great show today. Good luck to us, pal. Have a great day. <laughs> we have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. See, at least one thing in the state we're consistent. We can't get anything done. 
talking yesterday about automobile inspection. Do we have any? No. Well, they stick that pipe up your uh, rectum, your car's rectum. That's about it. Grab 10 bucks out of your wallet. People driving around without insurance. Have we ever ever really gotten that thing straightened out? No. Where uh, you must act absolutely positively have insurance to drive in this town, especially in Dade County? No. No. Things that happen just as easily as crawling out of bed in the morning in other states in this country, we just can't uh, make them happen here. We just can't seem to get around to making them happen. Here's Orlando. Hello. Hey, what's happening, Neil? Listen, I, I'm sorry to change the uh, subject here, but I know you love Amsterdam, and I am traveling to Amsterdam on the 26th of December. Right. But unfortunately, I didn't reserve any hotel, hotels, and it's all booked up, or uh, so they say. And uh, would you could you give me a few uh, hotels that would uh, not too expensive, but not not too like cheap, but not too expensive and not too cheap. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they told you they're all booked up, then uh, what am I going to give you? I don't understand the question. You know, maybe you might know some little, fine little bed and breakfast somewhere in Amsterdam. No, I mean, they, they have those places, but I mean, I, you know, I'm one of those people. I don't travel 5,000 miles across the world and then get there and start looking around for a place to stay. But they have, they do have youth hostels, and they got a place where um, I think it's called a meeting point where, um, you know, young people come and they go there and they find, find accommodations for them. You know, I, I think that's what you'll have to do. You'll have to go there and... Uh, and check places out like that, the youth hostels. Yeah, but I'm I'm going there for New Year's Eve. That's got to be a riot, huh? I would think so. Yeah, it's, you don't have to go New Year's Eve for it to be a riot. It's a riot every eve. Yeah, but it, you know, even now, being that it's near, you know, the New Year's time, it's going to be crazy. But I thank you very much for whichever and your show is just wonderful. I listen to you on the internet, and you're just rocking, babe. Take okay. Care. Good luck, pal. Have a good time. Thanks. Bye. -bye. We have an open line. See, when you're young, you can do that. You know, like the guys who use the backpack and travel, schlep all over the country. You can do that, you know, and uh, who knows? Of course, it won't be all that cold. <laughs> <laughs> It'll only be like late December, early January. It might get up to like 30 some of the days. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. He'll find a place. Trust me when I tell you. He'll find a place or he'll find uh, somewhere to stay warm. Here's Key West. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Great. I just want to make a comment about that book, Pros and Cons. Yeah. Um, I think the major problem is, and I'm not defending the athletes, is that you know a lot of them come from broken homes, you know. Yeah. And when they start out in high schools, you know, playing football or whatever, and the coaches in the high schools they don't care about them, so they just run reckless. You know what I'm saying? Well, they let me let me ask you this: How, how many people who come from bro broken homes, how many people who come from a decent home, have an opportunity? to uh, go play a sport and make millions of dollars and be admired and be put up on a pedestal and to be treated like royalty. How many people ever in their lifetime have that opportunity? Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that... No, no, that, just... that's, that's what I'm saying. I know. You can't keep making an excuse for yourself about your bad childhood. It's like people that want to make excuses for O.J., who grew up in a ghetto and about his bad childhood. I mean, O.J. Simpson was a multimillionaire who was admired by millions all over the world, not just in America, and he went and killed two people, okay? Is that supposed to be an excuse? No, it's just that I say that, that these people need guidance. And they're not getting it from the coaches and, and, and the people that are in the school system and stuff like that. And once they become pros, nobody cares in the pros as long as they can catch the ball. They don't care. Yeah, well, that's a good point. When you got the Tom Osborne's of the world, when you got the criminal coaches who don't give a crap, and who are willing to just do anything to cover it up. And then, of course, they give you a big song and a dance and a story about how they try to give them assistance and they try to be their friend. And like even Dennis Erickson used to go out drinking with the guys. How do you like that? <laughs> Can't be a much closer buddy than that. Even though they were maybe a little bit underage, but Dennis wanted to be everybody's buddy at UN, went out drinking with the boys. 
Now, the guy's got a valid point, and that is that, uh, you know, you're dealing with people who are just using and manipulating people, and for the most part, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, they don't give a crap about those things. If you can run fast, if you can throw the ball, if you can catch the ball, if you can kick the ball, if you can do whatever it is that we're trying to do, that's all we care about. The rest of it, we don't give a crap. I'm surprised that one guy hasn't called, though, that one um, apologist. Every time the subject comes up, last time I brought it up, in fact, the first day that I got the book and talked about it, he was there just like clockwork. Oh, well, you've got to understand, these kids grew up in ghettos. Oh, yeah. My heart is bleeding, okay? We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, I, um, I just finished that book, Lost Rights, a couple right. of days ago, and I was bringing that book over to discuss it with Gus Bullis. Uh, sure, sure fits right in, doesn't it? Uh, uh, it's, it's intriguing. It, it, it was an irony based uh, on the fact that I just finished it, and he wanted to talk about it, and I was going to meet him over to the boat, and he said, come over to the office. So we, he's, a, he's a pretty close personal friend of mine, basically, because I've never met a guy like that in my life. He, uh, he jumped off a boat in Toronto when he was 14 years old and started Mr. Submarines, and by the time he was 20-odd years old, it made, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And then he had come down to the U.S. and um, started the Mr. Submarine, which uh, involved into Miami subs, which involved into being a, uh, he's a huge owner of real estate. Mm -hmm. And about four years ago, he started Sun Cruise, and he started with the one boat down in Key Largo, etc., and uh, he owns the Key Largo Marriott. It took him 13 years to do that project, based on the environmental considerations. Mm -hmm. 13 years from when inception to completion of the project, because of about 12 different agencies that got involved with you know a little coral, a little this, a little that. And he opened the place without an occupancy permit, yeah, because there was some technical violation. Yeah, he's made some people angry. But what, what, what he basically is, is probably the most evolved soul I've ever met. The guy's 48 years old, employs directly or indirectly over 10,000 families. Yeah. He drives a truck that's worth no more than $7,000. Mm-hmm. When he got into that trouble back three, four months ago... Well, you know, I don't have time. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. I don't want to go through his whole life story here today. That's, uh, no, but with the feds. Remember the feds raiding his offices four no, months no, ago? No, I really don't, no. Where the 20 federal agents came into his office and accused him of some arcane technical violation of shipping laws based on a law in 1916, yeah. a maritime law saying that a non-foreign national couldn't have any interest in a commercial vessel. Yeah, and? They, they're attempting to fine him $48 million for that violation. Yeah. That's that's pretty significant, isn't it? And? They, they trumped up a law. And the upshot is? And the upshot is? And the upshot is we're out of time. Okay. I mean, you know, I appreciate this guy's a good friend of his, and I wish this guy all the luck in the world, even though I'm never going to, uh, you know, frequent his cruise ships, and I have no interest in any of that. But the fact is, uh, you know, we don't have time to hear his whole life story. Oh, we have an open line at date one in Broward, 5670. I feel a lot better, though, now. You know, it sounds of silence, I feel like. Yeah, there it is. 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line, 1226 on QAM. I don't know what it is, but it's moving. All right. 
Spot's not good. It's great. Okay, 1233 at 560 WQM. Words to live by from our good friend Tom Hopkins. What's going on, Tom? Hi, Neil. I just wanted to, uh, your book, uh, Pro and Con, just kind of struck a chord. I used to broadcast the Chiefs, and I didn't know if that book touched on John Matuzak. I haven't gotten to that part yet, if it does. Oh, uh, because they hit him uh, for a long time. And, you know, Lamar Hunt's a loser of the first order. Yeah. And you happen to remember that uh, after the loss that the Chiefs just suffered, he apologized to the community and so did the coach? Yeah. So would they, oppose, would they uh, apologize for all these goons they had? Mm-hmm. Nah. I just wanted to put that in your mix. I missed the whole the part. I'd love to have heard the interview with this guy. Oh, he was great. Hardly a surprise, though, is it? No, not at all. No. <laughs> and one and, final... and you know something? Nobody gives a crap. They really don't. As long as, long as uh, their team wins, as long as these goons can uh, score a touchdown or whatever it is that they're doing, they don't give a crap. No, and you're exactly right. I, I, too bad the book isn't number one a lot of places. I would give you one other thing in closing, and that is that my wife was at that all-day seminar yesterday with Zig Ziglar and all the rah-rah people in Joan London. Yeah. Did you know that Zig Ziglar is born again, and that's what he preaches now? No. Yes, and so does Tom Hopkins. My wife walked out, and she said there was a guy uh, in a yarmulke who walked out, too. Yeah. So they've got a new message. Great. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right, then. Happy well, holidays. God bless you, Tom, and back at you. All right, now. See ya. What did he just say? We have two open lines in Broward. Five, six. Well, you know what Tom always says, don't you? Well, this pot's not good. It's great. And I think he's trying to prove it. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, uh, didn't you accept or didn't your station accept advertising from Charleston Heston and the Gun Nuts and from Jeb Bush? Yeah. I mean, how is that different from what the newspaper is doing regarding gambling? Well, what, what does that mean? A radio, radio station is not a newspaper. Our radio station doesn't. Part of the media, Neil. What is it? It's part but of the radio media. station doesn't editorialize. We have we have talk show hosts on who have different opinions on a variety of subjects, but that, that has nothing to do with the commercials that we take. We are here to admit that we're a bunch of whores, and we'll take advertising from any virtually anybody. We'll spend the money. We admit that. 
We're not, here to, we're not here to moralize for the community or editorialize to try to protect people from whatever it is. Neil, every day of the week you editorialize. But what you just said is an honest statement. No, but, but what I say doesn't stand for the radio station. I don't speak for Beasley Rebroadcasting. In fact, we have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show that says that. Yeah, and the newspaper doesn't speak for the publisher. It speaks for the editorial The editorial department. board is the voice of the newspaper. That, that's the message that the newspaper is giving to the community. And when it says crackdown on gambling boats, a sure winner for state citizens, and then they've got an ad for the very same uh, outfit that they're ripping in the editorial, and they've also got an, an article in their news pages saying that it's vague and ambiguous and maybe nothing really happened on there and it may be all be a bunch of bull crap, they better get their act together because they're being grotesquely inconsistent and their psychosis about casino gambling indicates to me that they need mental help at this come sentinel. Neil, I agree with you on your position about uh, the gambling and uh, uh, the deprivation of due process of law. And what, and what about all the morning line odds in there? Isn't that rather hypocritical to be talking about people losing their money and losing their lunch money and uh, gambling addiction and then putting in uh, odds on every kind of ball game under the sun on the sports pages when there's no place in this state that you can place a legal bet on any of those uh, games? Yes, of course it is. But, you know, for you to criticize the paper for doing the same thing that your radio station we're, does. No, we're not. Let me, I just got you explaining it to you. We're not doing the same thing. This is, a, this is not a newspaper. This Neil, is not a place with an fact, editorial board. Despite the fact that you aren't identified as an editorial board, what you are doing is giving editorial Sir, let, let me say it again. Robert, uh, sorry, I, there, there's no point in uh, arguing with you because you've already got your mind made up, and it would be like having a discussion with a goddamn rock, Okay. Robert Steinbach's got a column in the newspaper in the Herald, okay? The Herald vehemently opposed to casino gambling, just like uh, the Sun Sentinel. In fact, maybe even more psychotic about it. But Robert Steinbach is a columnist within that newspaper, expressing his opinion, which makes a lot of sense. He calls it high-stakes harassment. He's not speaking for the editorial board. I'm talking about the hypocritical editorial board. These are the higher-ups, the goody, the big uh, goody-two-shoes guys that are part of the op operation that run the newspaper. They're the voice of the newspaper, damn it. Don't you understand that? Are you too? Uh, don't you get it? No. Jesus. This radio station takes a... But uh, uh, like I said, at least we've got all kinds of people on the air here that'll speak their piece, just like Robert Steinbeck did. And believe me, that's an exception. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, Great sir. show. Yes, it is. Uh, let me ask some. The, uh, the lottery that we bet on on a daily basis, isn't that isn't the, the winning numbers usually put on the... Uh, in the newspapers, right? You know, so uh, what I can't understand is if they're so against. Uh, but that's not casino gambling, don't you understand? There are no slot machines with the lottery. Oh yeah, I know that. Casino gambling that. is the evil gambling. Nobody, nobody loses their lunch money on the lottery, and only millionaires buy lottery tickets. There are no schleppers out there <laughs> spending money that they can't afford to buy up lottery tickets and, and pie in the sky hopes of winning uh, thirty or forty million. Yeah, that's true. But wouldn't Miami Beach be a nice place that, you know, to have casino gambling? I mean, it's not the best place in the world. What do you mean there. Miami Beach? What's wrong with Hollywood Beach? What's, oh, wrong with Hollywood Florida? Beach sure. What's wrong with West Palm Beach? What's wrong with the entire state of Florida with our beautiful beaches and our great climate as opposed to people going and freezing their ass off in a winter in Atlantic City, which is a toilet? What would be wrong with that? I think that. And I'm you know something? Forward. Don't hold your breath. Believe me, the last thing I'm going to do is, uh, with all respects to Casino Stan and anybody else, is waste my time getting into a discussion about, oh, we've got to have casino gambling in Florida. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And like I've said before, there's no passion in this state for anything, and especially in this town, there's no passion for anything. Just sit back and fix elections and uh, this kind of crap, this kind of showboating, grandstanding for the media. Is there any passion about it? No. Are people worked up about it? No. Is anything going to change? No. So what's the point? 
something to talk about, but you look at the uh, the nature of the millions of people who have moved here, and uh, most of them are uh, actively indifferent. They work at it. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to hear from this. That's why that's why you watch. They will ramrod a new stadium in uh, for the Marlins. You watch because the public will sit back and they'll let them steamroll over them again, and they'll take whatever kind of crap they dish out again. And if it goes to an election to a referendum, they'll fix it, just like they did with the arena in Miami. If you want if you want to vote no, you'll have to vote yes. Uh, the same old crap that they do every other time. Confuse and do shadow box and uh, just pull the wool over everybody's eye. And the public sits back and they all say, "Okay, there you go." Two open lines in Dade, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Twenty before one and two. Friday, you bastard. Squeeze your buns like Mr. Whipple. You'll always get a big reaction. If you grab your old back, Michael Jackson. Merry Christmas, Bubbles. All right. Call 45 at 560 WQAM. That guy that called a couple of calls ago, but people like that, I try to give him a lot of time. He's making his point. First of all, it was a ballot issue. Remember we had that series of amendments that were on it? It was a ballot issue. So unless it's a spot that is extraordinarily, like, just outrageous, you know, you really don't have too much choice in taking political uh, spots, okay? But of course, and plus the fact that we are a whoremonger station, like all the rest of them, and we'll take ads for virtually anything because we want the money and need it desperately. But if we had the management of the station, uh, you know, running a series of uh, staunch editorials and foaming at the mouth about an issue, and then we ran a bunch of, uh, you know, marginal uh, spots for the other side of it saying exactly the opposite, then I'd have to question our sanity and responsibility. Mike Disney used to do those uh, editorials. Editorials, that's right. Yeah, I know. It's oh, jeez. We're gonna have to really. Mike Disney, huh? I don't. It's not in here. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Where, where the hell did so you find that? That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. I'm just stalling for time. We have an open line at Dade One in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Key Largo. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, just want to give you a few facts on what happened yesterday. I'm a dealer on that casino boat. Yeah. Uh, we were out well beyond the three-mile limit when I looked out the picture window, and there were four or five boats out there full of men in black, so I knew something was going down. Uh-huh. Within seconds, they were all over us. We couldn't move. Customers couldn't touch their money. Yeah. They couldn't touch it? They couldn't touch it. Uh, the one gentleman I was dealing to, I was at a high-stakes table. He was up around $3,000. Uh, it just didn't seem any, like... It made any sense to me. All he had to do was get on the bullhorn and, and say, follow us into the dock, and we would have followed him. But we couldn't touch anything. Right. Uh, luckily, we have a really good casino uh, assistant casino manager, and he talked the, the, the men were very polite. Uh, but he talked them into letting the customers take their winnings with them. But the, they wouldn't let the dealers take their cash tips with them. They just said we couldn't touch anything. They searched everybody before we got off the boat. 
uh, it was just it was the most unbelievable thing. Well, how, how can they do that? If the cash tips is money that was given to you by the patrons, what have they got to do with that money? Well, well that, that's not money that was being gambled. That's exactly what I told us when this one. What right do they have to that? They had no right. And I told him, I said, this isn't this doesn't belong to the owner. It doesn't belong to anybody. Some of the dealers had you know seven, eight hundred dollars in tips there that they had to they were going to use for Christmas. Right. Uh, but we couldn't touch anything. Nothing. They they took everything. It was it was ten, fifteen of them. All dressed in black. They they were very polite. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we we couldn't move. We couldn't go anywhere. I, I wanted to go down to the galley to get the lunch that I brought with me. I had to be followed down there. And uh, of course, they brought a female uh, officer on board to search all of the ladies and a uh, male officer to search all of the men. But it's so just, to search for what? Uh, who knows? I guess they thought we were taking off uh, hundreds of thousands of Gus's money. You know, I mean, I, I'm a gambler myself. When I don't deal, I love to go gambling. I know it's a gamble. I never gamble with scared money. I, we have a lot of good gamblers out there, and then we have people who do have a problem. But yeah. that's in any in any walk of life. Right. I mean, in any you go to the racetrack and find people with a gambling problem. You don't have to exactly. go on a cruise ship uh, or to Vegas. I, I don't think our government can be uh, stupid too much longer. They have to realize that they're losing millions of dollars a day by not uh, legalizing casino gambling. Right. That's that's the reason those ships are out there in the first place, because people want to gamble. That's why people are on their way to the Bahamas, as we speak right now, exactly. because people want action. They want to have a good time. They do it voluntarily. Nobody holds a gun to their head and makes them do it, and they want to have a good time. Well, the guy told me, he said, yeah, you can't touch your own money because we're under orders from Butterworth. Uh, and the, the casino manager asked him, are, are we within the three-mile limit? He says, no. He says, well, why are you seizing everything? And he said, we, uh, we don't have to tell you. We're just under orders from uh the state attorney's office, uh, so we, we, we definitely couldn't get our money. But the state attorney's office, uh, it was just, they have to realize that we can't go on. we got the most beautiful beaches in the world. It's yeah. perfect for uh, for gambling. Well, don't hold your breath. Good luck, pal. Thank you very much. Okay, I hope it works out for you. How do you like that? Can't even take their tips because uh, because of what? Because they just decided they're going to come in here and confiscate, just like James Bovard says in a book, Lost Rights. When they say they're going to come in and confiscate, they come in and they confiscate, and maybe you'll get it back, but probably not. So the one I've been telling you for a very long time that we live in a police state, here's, here's an exercise right here in the last 48 hours. Great example for you, police state. But they're protecting the citizens of Florida. And what the hell do the citizens of Florida care about it anyway? What has it got to do with us? Does it have anything to do with us? Are we getting any of that revenue that's being gambled on there? No. Of course not. I mean, if you're going to force people to go outside the territorial waters and all those ships are registered to a who knows whatever countries, we don't get any of that revenue. So not only are we helping the citizens of the state of Florida, but those citizens and tourists and anybody else that wants to go out and have a good time, we're also harassing the hell out of them. Let's put the cruise ships out of business. Let's put everybody else out of business so they can be as Neanderthal as we are. There you go. Good thinking. Because we got to protect the public against this evil gambling thing. God damn it. I would swear that I see entries for the racetracks in there in the sports section in the Sun Sentinel every day. And like I said to that guy before, you know, you can draw that parallel, and I see, a, I see what you're saying about, the, you know, the radio station and this and that, but what, what does that have to do with morning line odds on there for a newspaper that is so uh, goody-two-shoes and editorially opposed to the evils of gambling and people losing their lunch money? There is no place in this town, there is no place in this state where you can legally gamble on those games that they've got the odds on there, and, and please don't tell me it's just for somebody's information, okay? <laughs> Just for informational purposes only, here's the morning line odds on girls' volleyball games. 
man, oh man, a shevitz. The, the, you, you can smell the stench. All you have to do is go out and get the fish wrappers off your uh, off your goddamn driveway every morning, and as soon as you roll the plastic off of there, you can smell the goddamn stench <coughs> right in your face of the crap that they peddle for news in this town. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a call from Phoenix. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Long-time listener and uh, first-time out-of-town caller. Great. I uh, moved out here about a year, year and a half ago. Tried to uh, find you a few months ago and uh, realized you went over to QAM. Right. How long have you been over there with the jock sniffers? Almost a year. Really? You have 26 days from today. It'll be a year. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> and things working out for you there? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah? They never stole a freight train here. Their check's clear every two weeks. Got to like that. That's the most important thing. That's what thing. it's all about. That's the only thing it's about. You bet. Keep you in the driver's seat of those new Corvettes. You still right. got some of those laying yes, around? Yes, I do. I got two nice ones. Well, at least you got a good hockey team out there in Phoenix anyway. Yeah, they do. They're doing all right. I don't understand it, but uh, they're, they win like almost every day. They finally lost the other night, but first time in uh, in years. Yeah, the Panthers are coming in next month. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, don't well, expect to Well, sort of. Yeah. No, I, I don't even know if I'll recognize anybody on the team anymore. Not too much. No. How about those Dolphins? They're doing all right. Yeah. So-so? Whatever. Not too crazy, huh? I heard the guy talking about the uh, the gambling issue down there. No, things haven't changed, huh? No, I don't know. They're never going to change here. It's the same newspapers brainwashing the public and screaming and yelling and gnashing of teeth and, oh, it's evil and the, all the other bull crap. In the meantime, people are losing their ass on this lottery, which is the biggest ripoff in the history of mankind. Yeah, they still can't make sure that all the money is going to education, which it was supposed to go. We've got sure. the worst education system next to uh, Louisiana in the country. And it's the same old crap because the public sits back, and as long as you give them a cheap early bird, and uh, whatever else they want, they don't care. They just don't give a crap. But we do have our nice new Macarena open, though, if they're in Sunrise, the uh, National Car Rental Yenta Center. Macarena, what is that? The new uh, hockey arena. Oh, that's right. I call it the Macarena because <laughs> Mac McGuire hit numbers 56, 7, 8, and 9 here uh, just before they opened the arena, so I christened it. Oh, Macarena okay. sure sounds better than the National Car Rental Yenta Center. That's ridiculous. Well, listen, have a great life out there, pal. All right, thanks. And watch out for the cactus and those nasty pricks. We have an open line in Broward and two in Dade, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I mean, you know, it, it's like these people in the newspaper are writing to a bunch of little children, like a bunch of idiots. A bunch of people have never been outside the goddamn state borders here. Oh, don't you understand how evil this is? Oh, God almighty, give me a break. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And you, and you can just hear all the arguments. Oh, yeah, well, you were telling us about all that traffic congestion on the Strip in Vegas. Well, guess what? We wouldn't have any Strip here, okay? There wouldn't be any Strip. You know, where the diplomat is, there's a casino over there, there's a couple of casinos on them. They've laid it out a million times. They've tried every goddamn way except sticking a casino in there, Rectum. and they still can't get it through. Now, the last time it was on a ballot, at least it passed in Broward. Oh! Thank God those of us in Broward. And it's interesting to me, by the way, the Sun Sentinel is a Broward newspaper. It publishes in Broward. Its home is in Broward. And the voters in Broward, by the way, said, yes! the casino gambling last time was on a ballot. I guess you people on the editorial board of the Sun Sentinel must be suffering from CA, convenient Alzheimer's. That's right. Somebody all of a sudden got your memory. Since you're so concerned about the uh, voice of the people of the state of Florida, well, the people of the county that you publish your, your rag, your scum rag in, they said yes, you assholes. But don't confuse the Sun Sentinel with the facts. 
because it's the goody two-shoes right-wing assholes from the Chicago Tribune. They're the ones that are carpet-bagging down here, telling us how we ought to live our lives and what this town ought to be all about. Two open lines a day, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. we got Hank coming up at 2. we got the booster at 6, 80 decay at 10 o'clock tonight. It's the one to two hour. Silent fart, deadly fart, kitchen tear your nose apart. You can't hear it, but you can tell. Someone did it by that awful smell. What the hell did you It smells just like rotten meat. Silent fart, deadly fart. I cut one at Kmart. I watched a woman's head swivel around. She was wearing a terrible frown. I walked right out of that place with a big smile on my face. Silent fart, deadly fart, doing it is quite an art. Let one go, but don't look back. The victims of your death attack. Oh! If you're in church when you do, you'll have to stay in your pew. In every country, every ethnic group, I wanna know who cut the cheese. 102 at 560 WQM. Welcome to the Neil Rogers Talk to Himself show here on 560 WQM. We have two open lines in date if you have anything to say about anything in the world, and if not, uh, give it a shot anyway. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Boy, 2 o'clock, I'm going to make a beeline for my Sawgrass Publix. They've got a whole bunch of my Tyson seasoned beef strips allegedly waiting for me. Huh? Hey, it's something to look, uh, look forward to when you live in this town. There's not a whole lot. But there's something right there I'm looking forward to anxiously and enthusiastically. And don't forget, tomorrow we'll be at Shells and Pember Pines, 5 to 7 p.m. we got to get this set up one thing. we got to get this last month of December cranked up and really get it going if we're going to get anywhere near that $100,000 mark. Because Sam, you know, has got a goal of three hundred grand. <laughs> I don't think we're quite going to make it. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I used to go out on that uh, sunk cruise uh, many, many times. Right. When I found out what was really going on with the, the blackjack and everything, I stopped. I know some people there, and I know there's no evidence or anything, but they were playing without full decks. I mean, that's that's. Put, you said they need regulation. How do you know that? I, I know. I don't want to. I know some people that work on the boat. Yeah. It's you know. So there's some missing picture cards, like I said the other day. Right. right. Yeah. So I stopped going. I mean, it's like I just stopped going. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the choice I have. Right. And as far as this guy Gus goes, I mean, he's uh, he's cheaper than tax. I mean. He busts all these people over like refugees and everything. He doesn't pay those people anything. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the people that work. They say if he sits on a dime, he squeaks. But, but, <laughs> let me, but let me ask you this. I mean, he may be the chief. He may be a bastard, but is, is that really the point here? No. He's just hiding a number two. You'll see that eventually. 
you got uh, Heisinger Jr. Yeah, but but that's not the point. I mean, I don't. I I, I have no. Well, well, the point. Well, the point wait, is wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm losing my money, but don't cheat me like that. Come on. Yeah. So, mean, so why don't we? You have, don't have to do that. So why doesn't the state regulate it? There you go. Okay, thank you. That's that's what the argument is. Don't just sit back and wring your hands and then then uh, you know stage a big song and dance for the media for uh, public consumption to pretend you're doing something. A state that can't regulate anything, a state that doesn't care about protecting the public. So don't give us a big song and a dance. You're worried about those poor bastards going out there losing your money. In fact, the Sun Sentinel, uh, right next to the ad that they got in there for the Sun Cruise, why don't they put their own big uh, thing in there, right next to it? Take out a public service announcement. Oh, by the way, the ad to our right, these people are cheating you left and right, and there's not enough picture cards in every deck, and you're going to wind up losing your money big time. Huh? Why don't they do that? Instead of wasting months and months and months of time and taxpayer money and putting on a big song and a dance and then, uh, you know, getting uh, getting really uh, indignant and outraged and, uh, you know, preaching to us again. I don't buy my newspaper because I want somebody preaching to me, okay? I'm not interested in their goddamn opinions over there. I do look at the editorial page because I do a radio talk show, and every now and then something like this comes up and I need to talk about it. But the idea that we need our newspapers to moralize for us is uh, most amusing. <laughs> Here's Plantation. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I have several things on my mind, but the... In, well, let's the, tackle two or three hundred oh, of them. Okay. The first thing is about O.J. Yeah. Since you were talking about the book, and I enjoyed listening to the author of the book this morning. He's a very literate man. And yes. Enjoyable. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, but I'll tell you this first. There's more bad news for O.J. A director named David Finney has just completed a multi-hour TV documentary called Absolutely 100% Guilty. Oh, man. Based on one of your favorite books, Outrage, the five oh, yeah. got away with murder by uh -huh. Charles uh, Vincent Bugliosi. He says it's not a who done it. We come right out and say we know he did it. And we're going to prove it. I killed Nicole. Yeah. Explains the terrible incompetence of the prosecution and allows the jury for the innocent verdict. He interviews the deputy sheriff at the jail, among others, who supposedly overheard uh, O.J. admit his guilt. Yeah. And he and his producer, a guy named Kurt Fetke are hoping to sell it to a network by June 12, 1999, oh, I, which I is the so. five-year anniversary of the slayings of Nicole and Ron. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. yeah. So there is somebody out there who's got the right idea Great. as far as exposing this. Oh, I can't uh, wait for that. Yeah, me too. Anything, anything bad I can see about O.J., man, I'll be sitting there uh, glued to my TV. Now, not only did I read the book, but I got the audio book, uh, which was read by um, Joseph Campanella. Right. Which was very interesting to hear it read. It was abridged, but that's why I went out and read the book. Mm -hmm. Great book, and I thank you for recommending it. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I subscribe to, which I'm sure you'll agree with, is the Edwin Newman uh, idea of proper English and grammar. Yeah. It's amazing how people butcher the English language, particularly in broadcasting. Uh, and I want to commend you for your literacy. You haven't lost the, the ability to communicate. Yeah, I'd be real literate. There's no question. <laughs> You said something the other day that I had to stand up and cheer. Most people would say it's a whole other topic, and you avoid that pitfall by saying it was a whole other idea. Actually, what they're doing is breaking a word in two parts. Yeah. A whole nother. <laughs> Breaks mm -hmm. on my nerves when I hear that. Okay, pal. Thanks very much, and have a great day. And have a great life. Oh, I forgot to play uh, for our friends over there. So this is Lonely to Spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word consensus. Spell it with me now. Consensus. C-O-N-S-E-N-S-U-S. -E -S -S. Now, let's use it in a sentence. Be careful what you say. Those cops consensus to jail. This is Lonely to Spell with Donnell. 
Hobby Donnell Jackson. You know, I was actually uh, very few people uh, watching Whammy a few nights ago. Remember I said that I had actually seen my show on there and you could hear the audio and it really looked pretty good? And uh, before that, as I tuned over there to check out what was really on that station and if they were still on the air, and I did get my check from them yesterday. Oh! God, thank you. Um, and there was a new uh, dark-complected sports guy in there. In fact, they keep changing sports guys on that 10 o'clock show. It doesn't help. But nevertheless, this was a, uh, you know, kind of like medium chocolate uh, black guy, very uh, good-looking guy, very articulate, young. And I'm sitting there listening to him, and, uh, you know, I already knew the information he was passing along, all the scores and stuff. But the fact that this guy was sitting there so articulate, speaking perfect English. And every time I hear that, I say to myself, this is a myth, the idea that black people in America are somehow have got some some genetic thing or some uh, mental thing that forces them to speak blackies, to speak some other dialect of English. That's bullcrap. Every black person in this country is just as capable of speaking perfect English as I am. And as that guy on channel uh, on Whammy last, uh, the, whoever the sports guy is, whatever his name is. Now, unfortunately, we got the Jim Berries in the world that have to do their jive-ass approach to the English language when they do their sports, like professional coons or whatever Jim Berry's trying to be. But, but this guy was great. Maybe someday he'll be, he's uh, going to be uh, like on a real TV station because this guy's good. It is so sad what goes on in this country, man, in the name of education and promoting students and just uh, allowing his bullcrap. And see, that's another thing to go back to the pros and cons thing. When you continue advancing jocks along and allow them to be morons with no education, who can't speak the language properly, who have no other skills, whose brains are still in the ghetto, then uh, you're not doing anybody a service. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the evil word in America. I said education. I'm very sorry about that. We have an open line at Dave One and Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 10 after 1 at QAM. If I'm going to suck on something, it's not going to be an oyster. Here's Don in uh, in a car phone, not on one, but inside of one. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi, uh, yeah, Phil. How are you doing? Good. Listen, i got to like to speak to your program director there. Yes. Steve? I'm right here, sir. Yeah, listen, I'm very upset. Uh, this is the first time I'm calling in, by the way. First of all, as soon as you come down here, Randy leaves. We were real pissed off about that. Then you, you know, message Jeff Safari. Who's we? And we are real upset about that. What do you mean? Okay. Who's we? I am speaking here, sir. Okay. We are real upset about that. Then you make the the comment that you'll deal with Neil when you get back. Exactly what do you think you're going to do when when you come back? I'll have Mr. Rogers in my office, and I'll tell him the next time he mentions me on the air, he better smile. I'm where, suspended. Where, where are you from, by the way? Are Before you saying you're going to suspend Neil Rogers? I'm thinking him very seriously about it. Nobody drags my name through the mud. Sir, where, where were you from before you came here to uh, Miami? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Where are you, at a rail yard or something? Did you just hop a boxcar? What is that sound behind you? Let me Never you, mind but, where the guy is. Uh, anyway, let me tell you something. Answer the question. What did you he, say? He obviously doesn't know how things run around, around here, okay? Oh, exactly. Because when you, mess, you, when you mess with Neil... You're going to have a lot of problems on your head, buddy. What do you want to bet? I'm going to call him into my office and tell him what's up. We're we're very upset about default. Okay, I'm not even paying attention to what's up. Are you a member of an But when you mess around with Neil, that's a whole that's a whole nother kettle, buddy. A whole nother cattle? That's right. A whole nother cattle. You're barking on the wrong tree, okay? If you know what's good for you. I'm barking on the wrong tree. That's right. Do you understand what he's saying, Phil? You're barking up the wrong tree. I couldn't understand it. 
Are you a hobo? Hey, how, how the hell did you get this job anyway? I came in and I applied for the job, and because of my credentials and my experience, I got the job. I it's just got to say about management. And, you know, uh, management, you're all inner you know, retentive. If you all of you. for me, you wouldn't do... I'm, I'm in order to what did you say? There goes that button. Your box cars. Oh, anyway, better. Phil, I, I enjoy your show. Well, okay. thank you very much. All right, bye. All right, Darcy. Thank you so much. Okay, 116 at 560 WQA, and we have an open line at Broward. Five, six, I'll tell you, with the holidays here, with uh, what do we got, about another three weeks? Something like that, three and a half weeks before the new year. I'm going to dig out lots of old stuff, baby. Lots of old crap, Christmas stuff, uh, Phil stuff. Uh, God only knows what. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Uh, on the subject of uh, horrible athletes, I want to say that there's approximately 182 players in the National Baboon Association. Yes. And when they go on strike, they're not getting paychecks from the owners, so they can file for financial assistance from the NBA. Yes. And out of the 182, two of them, one being Michael Jordan, two of them did not file for financial assistance. Oh, man. Yeah. These guys well, are... Well, they've got to put, be putting some bread on the table, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't have more than, uh, you know, 30, 40 million in their bank account. Right. They, they can't afford to feed their... Uh, Things are getting a little on the tight side, man. They're 22 illegitimate children. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like 22 different women, though. At least give them credit. Give it like Will Chamberlain used to say. Exactly. We like to spread it around. Uh, I wanted to ask, where, where can I find this uh, pros and cons book? In any bookstore, like Borders or Barnes & Noble or any place that sells books would be good. Any bookstore is carrying it right now? All of them. Okay. It's a bestseller. It's a, it's a hardcover, black uh, black uh, cover, pros and cons. It's uh, It's great. And uh, can I call somebody a douchebag? Yes, sir. John Roberts, you're a douchebag. Big time. Okay, have a great weekend, pal. You ought to be going out there and buying. I told you weeks and weeks ago, man, I'm right on target as usual. My psychic... Uh, oh, God. That's right. My psychic vibrations told me Lost Rights by James Boulevard, which talks at great length, by the way, of this bullcrap of going in and just, uh, you know, grabbing up money, seizing this, seizing property, seizing money. I mean, what, what business do they have to, to confiscate those guys' tips? I mean, is that even debatable? No. It's not money that was being gambled, don't you understand? In other words, if I give you a tip, if they let the people keep their winnings, and I gave you part of that, that's money I voluntarily gave you because uh, I won, and you're, uh, you were the dealer or whatever it was. I gave you a few bucks. Do they have any legal right whatsoever to confiscate that money? No. Of course not. But don't confuse these bastards, because when you live in a police state, of course, they can just make it up as they go along. And did they do that? Uh -huh. Yes, they do. Bobby Butterworth and Ken Jenny and all you other Nazis out there. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, how are you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Listen, I, I got a, this, this guy that called you up that said he, he gambled on that ship and they didn't play with a full deck. I mean, talk about sore losers, okay? Yeah. They always have reasons why they lose. Maybe he I wasn't playing Gus, with a full deck. You ever think of I, that? I, I played with Gus Bullis on a sea escape before he bought any of those ships. Yeah. I mean, I drive a bus in Broward County. I'm going to let you know I'm just a plain old blue-collar worker. Right. I went out to Las Vegas a year ago. Oh, I spent my God. Seven, You're not gambling away your lunch money, are you now, sir? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I spent seven days out in Vegas, and I saw, yeah, I saw the, the strip with congestion with traffic. But guess what, Neil? Everybody had a smile on their face. Right. I mean, I didn't see any slums. I didn't see any ghettos. Now, I drive a bus downtown Fort Lauderdale. I didn't see anybody uh, living, living under the overpass like they are here in downtown Miami. Exactly. I got, they got a homeless tent right downtown Fort Lauderdale, right by City Hall of Fort Lauderdale. They got more people in there on crack 
and alcoholics hanging out all damn day long. Right. I didn't see any of that in Las Vegas. Neither did I. I just got back a few days ago. I didn't see any of those things. Exactly. And these people here are so they're Neanderthal. You know, years ago, I listened to you for years. Years ago, you said this was going to turn into an outdoor toilet bowl. Yeah. And i got to tell you something. The reason Weston is so popular now is because anybody with any kind of money had to move out there to get away from the dead bags. All the holier-than-thou people, are they don't stay where they are. They split. They went out to Weston because this whole area is turning into a toilet bowl. Yeah. And nobody sees it. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. You talk about Hallandale. Hallandale over there is congested right now, and all you see is a bunch of blue hairs with sour pushes. Mm -hmm. You don't really see anybody happy down there. Yeah. They're running in the bank every day. They got a lot of traffic congestion. <laughs> Nobody wants progress. Okay. Hang in there, pal. Boy, worked up. That's the kind of caller I like. Here's one guy. If we could get a million people like him out there who were pissed off and fired up, then we really have something here. Because he's right on top of it. He knows what it's all about. And when I tell you that we have no chance of ever getting casinos in here, you can take it to the bank. That's not a gamble. That's a sure thing. There are a few sure things in life. Death and taxes, that's it. But this one you can take right to the bank as long as any of you, even you little kids out there, if you live to be 100, you'll never see legalized casino gambling in this state because this is a Neanderthal Bible Belt state run by a bunch of good old Yahoo boys who came down the uh, Kohulawasi River from Aintree. That's right. They came in a goddamn canoe from Aintree. How do you think Burt Reynolds got down here? Yeah, he just got back in a canoe and kept on paddling. That's right, without John Voight, without Ned Beatty. Well, Ned Beatty, he was kind of sore about that first trip. But Burt Reynolds, oh, he, didn't he get killed in that thing? Didn't he get an arrow through the, uh, oh, yeah. Like I said, you won't see him no more. Back when he had a little bit of hair and he wasn't hanging out so much with Don DeLuise. Don't trust a guy, by the way, a fat guy named Louise. Here's uh, North Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. I was just wondering how you enjoyed your uh, shopping experience last night. Do you like those type of stores or do you like Publix better? Meaning what? Is, you... is this my cashier from uh, Albertsons? Yes, this is your cashier. Yeah. How did I enjoy my shopping experience? I hated it. Really? You don't like Albertsons? No, it wasn't that I don't like Albertsons, but you guys didn't have what I was looking for. You can request those type of things, you know, put in a request and they try to get it for you. Yeah, well, my publisher's got it waiting for me at 2 o'clock when I get off the air. I, I mean, I don't want you to feel bad because you're a good guy, but publisher's right on top of it, and they know they better keep me happy or else. <laughs> no, that's a good story you got. It's big, it's clean, it was okay. Okay, you know. But let me ask you, how come you guys don't, like, I was standing there, and thank God that you uh, came over, because otherwise I'd still be standing there. None of the uh, checkouts are lit up. I'm used to that, like, when a checkout is open, there are lights on, you know, like, uh, come over here, because we're open, you know. Right, what it is there is uh, they have magazine racks in front of it that open and close. So if it's open, it's supposedly that line is open. Oh, so if the rack is open, it means come on in, and right. if the rack is shut, it means get your ass out of here? Pretty much. Right. But yeah, that's how they work. They don't use the light thing there. Right. But, you know, it's a good company. Yeah, it's okay. I guess their checks must cash or be uh, whatever. Yeah, okay, it's good. Good. good seeing you. All right, thank you, guys. See you. Call me again next year. Okay, we have an open line in, uh, oh, next year's coming too soon. Open line. He's a good guy. He means well. He just didn't have what I wanted in that damn Albertsons up there at Oakland and uh, Knob Hill. It's a nice big store. They got uh, stuff. Did they have any of what I wanted? No. Did they even have the chicken strips? No. Did they even have any chicken? <clears throat> no, they didn't have that either. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. She'd rather bleed with me. Some girls like to roll around, like to handle everything they see. From... <laughs> uh, uh, like somebody just prodded him with a cattle prod there when he took off. Nice going, sir. Oh! Excellent. We'll be seeing him on the Ed Solomon Show someday. 
We have two open lines in Dade, 5670560560 on the AT&T wireless line. Wonder what supermarket he'd be working at. Here's Lantana. Hello. Hey, Lantana here. Yes, sir. Great speaking. show, Neil. Yes, it is. You know, USA Today had a story on uh, Wednesday sports section Yeah. about uh, the other side of the tough guys of hockey. I never oh. read that paper. I get blinded by all the color. You know, I can't handle it. I understand, but it's a great story that talks about how these guys are thugs on the ice, but they got, like, real compassion and heart off the ice as well. Yeah. Still off the community, kind of like the NBA. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, double standard here. I'm on the roof right now. I got a gun to my head, a knife in my throat. I got TNT in my chest. I'm ready to blow my brains up. This place is a Nazi camp. Miami spelled backwards is Berlin. I'm sure it is. Berlin. Berlin. Berlin's a thousand times more progressive than we are. Talking We're talking about 40s Berlin, yeah. Exactly. That's what this place is. Uh, go casinos. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe the new governor will send you to camp for free, okay, so you can feel, really feel like uh, Berlin. Auschwitz, Dachau. Okay, we have all of Dade County just open up there. What's going on here, man? We're sizzling. We're smoking today. I guess Dade County can't keep up with us. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's uh, Happy our good friend. Uh, yes. How are you? Happy Chinooka. Uh, well, that's why I'm calling you. Do you know that Hanukkah, the first night, is Sunday, December 13th? Yeah, that's a week from Sunday. That is correct. Right. And did you know that we had gambling in Miami 50 years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did know. Illegal. It was all illegal, but it was uh, nobody oh, paid any attention. No, Everybody but... was having a good time, and the town was hopping, and... Uh... Uh, the public went. My mother took me there. Right. My mother played uh, dollar casi- dollar casi- uh, poker. Oh, poker. Yeah. Did they have slot machines? No. Oh. I don't think so. I don't remember because yeah. I was. Uh, it was a hundred years ago. I know. <laughs> you were only twenty. Yeah. Uh, and yesterday I went to the eye doctor and yeah. everything's okay. Great. I, yeah. So I got good news. Excellent. So. Uh, you take care now. Well, if, you're, if you're okay, all the rest of us are okay. That's all that counts. Oh, that's nice. Zygazun. You too. And don't bye forget. Bye. Thanks for calling. I can And back to you. See ya. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. She didn't say Dorton. Okay, it's, uh, wasn't that the guy's name on uh, Jackie Gleason's show? Wasn't that Art Carney, Dorton? We have an open line in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Pretty soon we're going to have Schwartz speaking Yiddish in this town. That's right. Oh. We've got Julio speaking Yiddish. Pretty soon we'll have uh, uh, Haitian speaking Yiddish. Oh. 126 at 560 WQAM. Hey. Just another self-delusion Because you know You hooked on almond joys and mounds <laughs> And when I see you choke the Twinkies down <laughs> Don't you know you really gross me out Resolution, well, you said you're gonna stop to exercise. 
little blood transfusion Because you know You do one push up and you'll die But if you keep sucking down cases of Piccolo You'll be the first person who's given his own zip code Cause you know you really are All right. 2702 at 560 WQM, the Hank Show with two Booga 6, Eddie K at 10 o'clock tonight. You know, like Fred Grimm wrote in the Herald yesterday, if indeed they are uh, playing uh, without a full deck out there, so to speak, on those cruise ships, and they don't have enough face cards and they're cheating the public, uh, the fact is that when you don't have any regulations, when the state has no regulation whatsoever to cover this because casino gambling is uh, two words that we don't want to speak, then it would seem to me they don't have any jurisdiction over that because if it's all going on outside the three-mile limit and there are no regulations, how in the world can we protect the public? And do they really want to protect the public? No. no they just want to grandstand and show you what a great job they're doing of whatever it is that they were doing. Here's Coconut Creek. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. I'm one of the old farts that you were looking for yesterday. All right, we're up to three. Oh, I've got it. It's taking some time. We'll get you guys out. I didn't have a chance to call. I love your show, and I'm a little nervous. I never called before, so... But never mind. Okay. Uh, I thought you might be interested in hearing a little story about uh, cheating on the cruise ships. Yeah. I was on a cruise ship uh, some years back, and it was an extended trip. It wasn't one of these day trips. It was right. like five days or something. Mm-hmm. And you're a blackjack player. I know you are. I hear you on the radio. And I'm, I consider myself a fairly decent blackjack player. And I'm sitting at the table, and I couldn't believe what I saw. They played an open deck. Everybody's cards were open. And I'm sitting there, and I see seven players, so I'm looking at 14 cards. And the dealer's one card. I'm looking at 15 cards, and I see no tens. No tens. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a pair of aces, and I split them, and I catch a four and a five. All right? Uh I got a, a, a 12 or a 14, and I hit it, and I catch a 4 and a 5. Right. The dealer was showing a 6. I stopped short. He turns up a face card, and he's got 16. I figure I'm a winner. Yeah. He catches a 4 five. and a 5. Uh-huh. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. When when do we see the deck? When do you open up the deck? Oh, right. we do that before the game. We we do that before we open. We do that early. early. Yeah. I said, what time do you open? I, I think it was 4 o'clock, something like that. I said, I'll, I'll be here. I got there a quarter to four. The cards were already in the shoe. Already mixed and shuffled in the shoe. Right. And I saw the same thing again. I said, what the hell is going on here? They, what they did was, what I believe they did, they took out tens and put in fours and fives. So the player stopped short. The dealer would not bust. Every time you split aces, you caught a four and a five. Yeah. What I did, I don't know where the hell I got the sense to do it, I reversed my strategy, and I'm hitting 16s against a dealer's 5 and 6, and I don't bust. And the people at the table are looking at me like I'm crazy. I won back my money, and I quit. There you go. I complained and complained, and their attitude was, if you don't like it, don't play. That's all. So I guess if you're smart, you won't be going back. That's right. And I called the Sun Sentinel, and I called the uh, Herald, and I thought perhaps, you know, somebody in the newspaper might want to write something about it. No, they ignored them. No, they they don't care. They don't want to hear. Now, they do, only when it's a grandstand thing, like this Butterworth and the Kenji anything. That's the only time they care is when somebody's grandstanding. Okay, pal, don't do it again. 
We have an open line in uh, Broward, two of them, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You don't think those slot machines are fixed, do you? <laughs> you don't think that those are <laughs> You don't think that they're rigged, do you? I mean, you've got to understand, if you're going to gamble your money, you've got to understand that uh, the odds are stacked in the favor of the house. You've got to understand that. Now, he's talking about something entirely different. But it's like when you're playing the slot machines and you get like uh, seven, seven, and all of a sudden, like when you think you're like close to something, really, and then you get a blank, or you get a bar. And the natural inclination is to think, oh, my God, I just came close to like a $1,600 jackpot or 5000 or whatever the hell it was. You didn't come close if you would have gotten three blanks on there. You didn't come any closer than that. It's a big tease. It's a big, come on, that's where they're programmed to keep you going, to keep you plunging your money. It's, uh, that, that's what it's all about. But once you understand that, what difference does it make? In fact, that's what makes it fun, the fact that they give you the opportunity to think that, oh, my God, look how close I come to, look, there's the double jackpot, double jackpot, blank. Jeez, uh, but next time, you know, I'm going to, which probably you're not, but nevertheless, at least it makes for some fun. It's, that's why they call it gambling. Two open lines in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on our AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Lauderhill. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Good. Did you see the article in last week's paper regarding the Pope? No. The, the discount indulgences? No. You didn't see that? No. He said that people who quit smoking or drinking during the holidays uh, due to the upcoming millennium, uh, also who are doing public uh, public affairs work, public uh, relations type work, or uh, charity work can get their indulgences at a discount and less time in purgatory while their souls are being purified so they can reach heaven. All right. Excellent. Indulgences on sale for the uh, Christmas holiday. I better put this damn cigar out, huh? I better put on my. Yeah, I, I think maybe you should. Yeah. Uh, and the Pope better put out that big fat one he's smoking. The Pope smokes dope. Yeah. <laughs> Can I make a shameless request? Yes, sir. This might be a little original. You still have the old card from, um, I think it was Jeff DeForest talking about what he wanted to do about with somebody's butt. About what he wanted to do with somebody's butt? I want to. I want to bang in the butt, honey. No, that's not Jeff DeForest. Oh, who is that? That's Mandich. I'm sorry. You, you don't think Mandich would say anything? Uh, that that uh, Depot would say anything that creative, do you? I want to okay. bang you in the butt, honey. Okay, pal. Have a great day. Say it again. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. I'll pass. Okay, Broward County open five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on our AT and T wireless line twenty one till two at QAM. Where's my meat? Banana picking, Julio's who thrive on anarchy Are building an arena for the Miami Heat Having two arenas somehow don't seem right Better ask Jeff Owens for financial advice NBA is locked down, there's no basketball They're all on strike Let's burn the place down An insurance check would sure be nice Before we lose our ass, take that can of gas Like that, that, oh my, that, oh Forty-four, five, sixty, WQAM. 
I just saw that program and I said, well, thank you. It's time to get a good stuff. Have no fear. She's really experts on getting previews on this show. We can get more free food in here in one hour than most other people can do in a lifetime, than most panhandlers can do in a thousand years. So Rick and Judith are here from Costco, and they brought me a bunch of beautiful fillets, okay, which is great. That's uh, sensational. I'm looking forward to putting those on the grill and eating those. It is not my seasoned beef strips from Tyson, by the way, which I have the box in my hand, but it's uh, beautiful meat, okay? Now, by saying that, it sounds, you ungrateful son of a... No, it's not that I'm ungrateful. It's not just not the same thing. Is it, George? Uh, no. Oh. Although, Although the good, but the good news is that my publics will have lots of this for me once I dump that stuff off at the... Huh? Although what? Fillets. Still have your barbecue working right. I, what did I just get you saying? I know, I said, thank you profusely, and they look beautiful, and I'll be popping them on the grill, and it's great, et cetera, and so on. And uh, wonderful. But, okay, here, here, here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. You know, what's with the ad while I was waiting? Uh, where do you find so-and-so, right where you got it? What, what do you get? What is that? Just uh, keep looking for it. You'll find it. Uh, well, hey, great. That's almost as annoying as that Tim Hardaway cellular commercial. Yeah. So, anyway, what's, uh, what's your story today, pal? Did you, um, did you see the TV Guide this week? No, I don't read the TV Guide. They have an article about why Monday Night Football has lost all of its ratings. Yeah. To pro wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Two open lines in Dade One and Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Great. I'm sure uh, that's going to make me feel a lot better all weekend long, knowing that Monday Night Football has lost their audience too. Uh, see, could it be anything to do with the fact that Monday Night Football sucks? No. Okay. Thank you. Or that the games blow? Uh huh. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hello, Neil. Sure, they had sensational ratings for last night's game for the Eagles and the Rams. Yes, sir. Yeah, Neil? Yes. Yeah, I got a question. I'm new to South Florida, but just before I moved here, two years ago, they had a referendum where they wanted to uh, let the people vote whether the sugar industry should pay a, a tax. Yeah. On, do you think that's something that should have passed? Uh, of course, they should. They should soak the sugar industry. Listen, they keep putting more tax on tobacco for crying out loud and on booze. They should uh, have the highest taxes because they're killing us every day of our lives. The sugar people are the killers, man. Okay. Make no mistake about it. Sugar kills. Okay, I got one other question. Just keep that in mind. Just remember, I told you that here first. Sugar kills. Right. More Americans die from heart disease, coronary artery disease, stroke, uh, diabetes from sugar than all the other crap put together, sir. And you heard that from a fat diabetic. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. One other thing. I know you don't like to talk sports, but I do respect What do you mean your... by that? Well, it's... You're, you really don't consider your, your show a sports I don't like show. to talk sports minutiae like these assholes that call out about their shows and talk, uh, you know, about uh, point spreads and crap like that and about Jimmy and Danny and will they ever take a shower together again, stuff like that. Who cares? Well, well, this is a, Who cares if Jimmy and Danny take a shower together? That's just true. But this is a question about hockey. I, I've been watching hockey for over 30 years now. And I'm just, hockey? Now you're talking a real sport. Oh, definitely. I've played it myself for a number of years. Uh, yeah. My question is, who do you feel are the top three goaltenders, say, in the last, you know, expansion? In what? The top three goaltenders in the National Hockey League since the first expansion back in the Oh, since the first expansion? My God, how the hell could I answer that? Well, I, I Since I, expansion? You're talking in 31 years, sir. That well, covers a lot of territory. Well, I mean, uh, my, my opinion is I feel Dominic Hasek definitely one of the top well, three. Well, today, Dominic Hasek is the best in the world today, and Martin Brodeur is number two, and uh, maybe Curtis Joseph is number three since he got himself straightened out. Well, another couple of goals I thought that were really great were Bernie Perron. Yeah. Um, Roger Crozier, I thought, was a fantastic Roger Crozier was pretty him. good, yeah. And, and uh, well, maybe because I'm from New York, but I'm somewhat partial to Eddie Jackman. Eddie Jackman was okay. He's uh, kind of a boring-looking guy. He was okay. Never stole a freight train. He was no Johnny Bauer. He was no Gump Worsley. And have a great day.
So here's a guy, okay, he said he was an old fart, now he wants to prove it. We believe you. We have an open line in Broward, two and Dade, five six seven oh five. See, that's when you lose the whole audience. When us old farts, we want to start reminiscing. Hey, how's Frank and Peter Mahavlitz doing? Who? Exactly. There you go. How's Foster Hewitt doing? Oh, he ain't feeling too good. He sleeps with the fishes with Harold Ballard. Hearing a lot of rumors, by the way, about the Leafs are getting uh, uh, Theo Fleury from Calgary for uh, Felix Potvin. That's a rumor I heard, which you won't hear on this station because I heard Geldy this morning talking about Tampa wants Felix Potvin. Who the hell has Tampa got to trade for Felix Potvin? Does anybody know? No. Maybe Rob Zaminer will take him. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I heard you comment earlier about someone saying that about the talking about the congestion of the traffic in Las Vegas on the Strip. Yeah. I was, out there oh, no, I was just saying that the people here come up with all kinds of excuses as to why casinos would uh, hurt our quality of life, and we don't want that here. And, of course, that would be one of the first things they would say again, like they've said before, you know, full yeah. I was just out there in October, and the one thing I was driving around the time I was there in a rented van, and the thing I want to comment about is the fact all the time I drove around out there, there wasn't one single accident. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed, let's say, to Miami, which you probably have accidents all over the place. Yeah. But it's a quality of the drive. Yeah, when you're on the strip, it's pretty hard to have an accident because you can't go fast enough to get in the wreck if you're on the strip. But no, the, the locals drive very well. The uh, the tourists, the people with the rented cars who are lost, they could drive you nuts. But, uh, you know, when you're in Vegas, first of all, how much time are you going to spend driving anyway? You're going to yeah. be inside having a good time. Well, I did get a little driving done. I went up to Boulder Dam and all that. Right. Around Henderson, came back, and then right. south down to the Orleans. Now, did you see any people, by the way, jumping into the Grand Canyon because they lost their life savings? No, I, I did didn't not. see any of those people. <laughs> did you see any of uh, stumble bums all over the streets of Vegas? Did you see people begging out in front of casinos? I didn't see any of those things. Well, I saw one beggar, but he had a very good reason to do so, and I'm sure he was licensed. He yeah. just didn't have any arms and legs. Yeah, well, that's another story. Okay, exactly. just shove him out of the way. Entirely different story. Right. Anyway, I want you to know, first time uh, caller, but a long time listener. Great. And I appreciate your show very, very much, and in particular your span against organized religion. That really turns me on. Okay. I appreciate everything you do. And God bless you. Bye bye. And I'll see you on the strip. Oh, my God, the evils, these disgusting, evil people are surely going to burn in hell, and especially if they ever put money in a slot machine. That's what that's what Florida will tell you, baby. That's what the Sun Sentinel will tell you. That's what the Miami Herald will tell you. That's why the governor will tell you, the outgoing governor, the incoming governor, the dead governors, the alive governors. That's what they'll all tell you. There's nothing more evil in the world than a slot machine. Oh, my God, the one-armed bandit. This article, I'm going to save this, along with Terry Murray's idiotic comments that he made, which he's made so many of them, like Paul Laws, if he were number four, would be Bobby Orr. Nice poetry, by the way, Terry, you jackass. What an idiot. Terry Murray couldn't coach my dog to take a <laughs> in the backyard, okay? That's the kind of coach he is. Genius. There you go. That's Paul Laws, a.k.a. Bobby Orr. Even Paul's laughing his ass off about that, I guarantee you. And then the comment about, well, we didn't put the goalie out there because we don't practice six on four. Our power play is five on four. <laughs> Terry, I'm going to tell you, between you and your brother, man, oh, man, dumb must be both your middle names. But this editorial today even makes all of those pale into insignificance because crackdown on gambling boats, a sure winner for state citizens. Thank God that they're protecting us from all this crap. Don't you feel a lot better today about it? No. I sure do. I'm going to sleep like a child all weekend long, knowing that Bob Butterworth and Ken Jenny and all these other Nazis are out there protecting us from the evils on those casino ships where people are actually pulling those one-armed bandits. They're yanking it. Oh, well, that's right. The Yank police, they'll be out there next, baby. When they find out they're yanking it on the cruise ships, they'll be out there next, putting their goddamn ass in jail and whatever else they can fit in there. 
We have an open line in Broward. All three and Dave just have departed now. I have to, you know, I had to kick him in the ass earlier this morning, and they've been smoking ever since. And from the sound of it, maybe some good stuff. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. We got the Humper coming up at two o'clock, and we know that Hank would uh, never gamble <laughs> in Vegas. He knows how evil it is. No, seriously, he would never uh, plunge out there because he's seen he's seen the evil ways of those slot machines and those tables, and he has seen the crap tables, all the other horrendous uh, crap that goes on out there. What do you think they call it crap tables for, huh? Because it's a bunch crap. of crap. That's right. Those of us here at WQAM, we are uh, anti-gambling, baby. Just keep that in mind. And we'll have some phone numbers for you later. 